Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I'm going to me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I'm going me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What up, what up? We are back. The Realest Podcast. Ever. It's your boy. See Diddy. Another boy. Matt King. Hey. I want I really do gotta get away from Matt Makes Me Sick. Yo, I hate it now. People say it and I'll be like, oh my God, why are you saying that? What's up, Matt Makes Me Sick? We, we, both, like, we both need a rebrand. My name is Toxic. Why is it toxic? The most toxic nigga on earth shares this name. What do you mean? Why? Oh, well, it was, but see right there, I don't even equate y'all two together. Who's so out here freaking off? Nah. Yeah, suck that big black dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't even put... Allegedly. I don't even put y'all in the... I, I completely missed Shout it. out to that. Yeah, no, really. I, I, Shout I, out to Matt not putting us in the same category. <laughs> my my, 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 I, my act know, up has worked. Because I, I don't call you that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Chat. Like, I never... <laughs> people say in the street, we be out, what up, Diddy? And I be like, I look around, I be like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> like, yeah, I be like, oh, yeah, that's right, shit. You ever like find out your homie got a whole nother name in another part of the city? Man. <laughs> His name Mikel. You down South Philly? Like, what up, murder? Like, what they call you? I think he called you murder. Taking the car, man. <laughs> Gotta put a couple niggas down. Like, what do you do? Do they call you murder? <laughs> the fuck? Oh, yeah, man, that's funny. But no, nah, I, I really don't even put two and two together. So I, I wasn't even thinking that. Oh uh, man, we are here once again. Um, we uh, we knocked out a bunch of content this weekend uh, for the Patreon audience. If you're not on Patreon, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's literally free. You get a seven day free trial on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash official trpe. One of the episodes that we actually put out um, is free to everybody, so you can get an additional preview mm-hmm. of the content for free. Uh, episode, I believe that is uh, two ninety nine over there. And today we're actually celebrating something. I don't even think you realize it. Does anybody know what we're celebrating today? What is it? Uh, Black History Month. No. Okay. Not an anniversary. We missed that already. Yeah, we've been missed the anniversary. We've been missed the anniversary. We missed it in our show. It's a couple months late. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait. Give me a chance. Um, February. Get both of y'all one more shot. No. You're out of shots. I got a shot. I got one shot. You got one shot, man. And I, and it's and it's for something now. It's something significant with the show. With the show. Mm-hmm. Dan got it. 
ain't looking at his phone. <laughs> Today is TRPE 300. We have oh, done wow. 300 Shit. episodes of uh, the main feed podcast. Okay, okay. Not including other, like, little sideline stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaker episode we, we did, stuff like that and everything. Part twos and stuff like that. But, yes. 300 episodes of the Shit. podcast ever. And in, a, in another day or so, we'll be hitting 300 on Patreon also. Because we go ham. On we Patreon. go ham on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Well, this shit is like, <laughs> well, you trying to do that shit? Like, yeah, yeah, nah. Yeah, we get busy on Patreon. So, yes, man. Yeah, I, I completely, I'm, man. 300 episodes. How does it feel? Uh, You know, like, uh, you know. Dan been with us probably since about like 97, something Around like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that, I honestly, I didn't know what you. I, I didn't know you about to say something <laughs> Valentine's Day or whatever. No, I actually caught it last week. I was, you know, preparing for the next episode. I'm like, yo, it's our 300th episode. This is great. You know, it's crazy. I, I, it just real quick before we get into the recap of the Super Bowl. You know, Valentine's Day is is coming up. Yes, it is. It's Wednesday. Is Valentine's Day the most cooked man? man no, I, I hate it. I hate it. I, I participate because I love my woman and I want, you know, I don't want to short her or any experiences or whatever, whatever she wants to participate in. But in general, it just stinks. Like I've always hated it. I don't see the significance yeah, it's nothing of wrong it. with showing admiration and, 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 and love for whoever you decide to engage yes. with, whether it be your child, your, your, your friend, your, your, you know, but it's just like the whole Galentine's Day thing has gone left. And somebody the other day when my homegirl was like, yo, it's really like this shit is becoming gayer and gayer every year. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I know somebody's showing up with a big bag of dildos <laughs> at Galentine's Day. Like, it's no way. Cause y'all are too into this shit. Yeah. Like they be looking for, it be January 8th. They be like, you know, Galentine's yeah, coming you know up. it's coming up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got that pussy waxed. <laughs> like, yeah. Like y'all be horny yeah. as hell. Horny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> For Galentine. But one of my other homegirls the other day was like, I don't see the, the issue with it. Like, I think it's cute. And I'm like, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just a little bizarre from the opposite, you know, side of things. And she's like, what you mean? I'm like, imagine if a bunch of niggas got together and was calling it like Palentine's Day or some shit. <laughs> exactly. Like, with silk pajamas yeah, on. Yeah, and I'm just got my silk shit on with the pal. <laughs> niggas I, showing up with the uh, with the stripper joints with the dick uh cover with the dick just hanging out. Like that would be weird. Like y'all would have a problem with this. Y'all are y'all are <laughs> with the dick sleeves, <laughs> with the dick yeah, snake sleeves. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah, the stripper John. Yeah. No, we just watching uh, Friday after next. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Playing little erotic dice. Ain't nothing too crazy. You know they just put. <laughs> you know they just put the whole sound on Netflix. So we just watching all the. You season. binge watch that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hit the hookah. <laughs> you know. Hit the hookah with the THC in it. You know what I mean? Yo, but then uh. Uh, it was funny because I said that, and then apparently some guys did a, a joint on, on Twitter where they did, like, a spoof calling it Palantines. And I'm like, damn, I made that up. I, 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 I'm right to that shit. The, um, but I seen one girl, they was, like, all in, like, lingerie and doing jello shots, and I'm just like, oh, man. This is the recipe for somebody getting their ass ate. Like, yeah. And I, I told my one girl, I'm like, it's nothing wrong with, again, celebrating your friends and doing, but it's like, why bring it to the timeline? Y'all could bump bump coochie in secret. It just we don't even need to see this. You know what I'm saying? They want you to know right. we, we had big ziti. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Had them crab cakes. <laughs> and then we were slapping yeah, ass. We had, the, we had the motherfucking garlic butter crabs from mm-hmm. Key Boom. And then next thing you know, 
you know, some Sutter hole. Yeah. The next thing you know, <laughs> some shit, of that shit got some, crazy. Some, <laughs> that motherfucking Zinfandel came out. Next thing I know, our titty was in my mouth. That's real, man. That is some funny shit. But Valentine's Day, just in general, is just like, and you know, I've 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 done the big drawing on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't got it in me no more. You get yeah, some flowers, um, you got a good, nice card, write something dope. You know, it. as a as a former scoundrel, um, I can speak honestly about this now because I'm I'm on, I'm on a straight edge lifestyle now. But mm-hmm. as a former scoundrel, nothing gave me more anxiety than Valentine's Day. Like wow. knowing that I had to take four bitches on a date in yeah. in seven hours, like that shit drove me crazy. <laughs> Having to take four bitches on a date in seven hours is some wild. That's some, I would rather have a gun in my face. Oh <laughs> yeah, man, that's some. Uh, I can talk my way out of that. Like that, trying to explain yeah. to the girl why yeah. you why you gotta leave no. after the date is like that's that's more problematic than it's, a gun in your face. It's like Italian job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a real deal missing. That is funny as shit, man. Yeah, thank God I'm not living like that no more. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I got one woman. I got one date. I got one big ass teddy bear to buy. You know what I'm saying? One little one, one little set of gifts, and that's it. Have y'all either one of y'all? Have y'all noticed that? You know, a couple years ago, the shit went viral with the uh, roses wrapped in money. Mm-hmm. Like they make 20, the roses out yeah, of the dollar bills. twenty dollar bills, fifty dollar bills, hundred dollar mm-hmm. bills, whatever, whatever. Uh, they would do that or whatever. At a time when it first started, it was actual real money. Mm-hmm. Now they're using. Prop money. They're using the Boham Frank lines oh. to 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 wrap the shit up or whatever like that to create the effect. But it's like movie prop money. Yeah, I, a lot of these things that go on, whether it be whatever holiday, a lot of it has such a a wild energy around it now because of social, social media. media. Yeah, social media has driven people to think like you remember, like not trying to be funny, bro. You remember like getting a basket from the gas station? That was a thing back yeah. in the day. I would go to Rite Aid. I was on second and Leah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eleven thirty at night. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't life so much simpler? So much simpler. Dog. I remember that. Like just some candy. Flower basket, a couple, little couple, bear. couple platters from Justice Service. No, and you the man on Valentine's Day. DSC. No. Dick sucks in age. You the man. Now you have to buy a moosehead. <laughs> <laughs> they even be in the in the running. Hey baby, uh got you a timeshare on a yacht. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, but you like the boats. Like, if not anything short of that, you are a fucking loser. Dog, dog. Everything now just seems so fucking stressful, man. And it just it it all is from a a, a thing of I want to be able to show this off. Yeah. Because on Valentine's Day, you know what you're going to see? A bunch of girls posting all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to see who it came from because he don't exist. You know what I'm saying? That's like fucking Sting or Phantom of the Opera. We'll never <laughs> see that. But you're going to see all it just to show off like, yeah, you know. And remember a couple years ago where they started like finding out people was getting their own shit? Yeah, and saying, yeah, yeah, my man. From, yeah. Shit was from uh, my man, uh, my man Ali Young Moolah said it was from Casper. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost gifts. Uh, yeah, you call one eight hundred flowers. Like I know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And you called them on January eighth. Yeah. <laughs> like you was getting yeah. ready, uh, getting uh. information for Valentine's Day. Yeah, but you know, I I, I just think at, at the end of a lot, we've seen a shift of unbelievable proportions. And again, I'm not against these because and and I I, I want to be clear because I've had people like say this to me. I didn't do the whole big drawing Valentine's Day gift thing. It just so happened. 
that that was the day the shit was ready. It was, hey, man. That shit could have been ready on February 3rd, <laughs> January 20th. Right. Either way, you had to go pick it up. Either way. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It just so happened that it was lit. He called me and was like, yo, it's going to be here on, I think it was a Tuesday or whatever. I was like, uh, all right. So he's like, yeah, you're going to come pick it up Tuesday. Uh, anytime after 2 p.m., everything be good, be detailed. And I was just like, then I looked, I'm like, oh, shit, Tuesday is Valentine's Day. I'm like. Just gonna kick up some dust, boy. Kick up some dust, boy. But trust me, if that shit would have got finished on Juneteenth, it would have been a doomsday gift. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it is, seriously, it had no. Meet me on South Street. Yeah, meet me on Twenty in the South. Come pick get, the get car. some of this black soap <laughs> and this car. Get you some of them instance tips, girl. Hey, I got you some shea butter and a beamer. <laughs> Fucking Bieber filled up with, yeah. with mad gifts from a dude. <laughs> I got you some bees, right? We, we, we love you for the next Got some Cairo shells, first yeah. and foremost. You know what I'm saying? Put them around your ankle. Got some bathing oats. You know what I'm saying? You know you got, you know you got bathing that oat there. <laughs> bathing oats. That's your Hall and Oats CD. You know what I'm saying? The anthology. <laughs> I don't know how we're being this silly. We, we're supposed to start off being serious. But yeah, man, Valentine's Day is one of them things where, because, you know, Christmas, is it has a meaning. You know, Jesus, you know what I mean? You got uh, Thanksgiving, you know, pilgrims, Indians, whatever. Yeah, displacement. <laughs> Murder. Murder. Yeah, all, all Mayhem. All those things. But like Valentine's Day is just is. Remember when we was young and we was in school. Hey and man, like, you get the little, you get the small, little, the little, little Russell Stover chalky ass candies. <laughs> <laughs> you eat four of them with another drink. Yeah, like you eat four or five of them. Like you have a good ass little Valentine's Day. Yeah, man. Now it's like nah. old hands see little hands get sweaty. Yo, you know what I'm saying? It'd yeah. be a lit day. Hands be more. raw. <laughs> hands be raw like chicken. Raw hot. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good old Valentine's Day. I remember a uh, girl, we was in high school, man. You talk about embarrassing. Oh, my God. She, this girl wrote a song and came into my fucking landscape design class and sung that shit in front of the class about me. I, I, I like to die. <laughs> I mean, I like to die. Because I liked her and I thought yeah, she was cool yeah. and shit, but it was just like, you got to calm it down. You got to keep it on the down, down. Keep it on the down, down. Oh my god! This is too much. This is too much oh admiration. <laughs> Yo, when I you you know I'm I'm pretty black. I was red, nigga. Bright I, red. I was bright red. I can see it. Room. I was like, what in the world? Yeah, I can see it. Yo, like a uh, teacher, I need to go to the bathroom. Oh. What's wrong? I'm having a cardiac I'm arrest. I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> Just jump. Cause you know I'm not one of them people. All that that I'm not that that shit was like yeah. I was nervous when I saw her come in the room with the big balloons. I'm like, oh shit! Oh, that's for me. Oh lord! <laughs> My homie's like, what the fuck you done did to her? I'm you like, felt like uh, you felt you felt like Prince Akeem at the fucking St. John's game. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 nothing yeah. left to see here. Yeah, you you don't spill your beverages. Like, yeah, dog. Cause I I, I I used to struggle with the um the PDA. The public, what was it? Uh, public displays of affection. I used to. I mean, I was. Yeah, I, I, like people think they they think I'd be bullshit when I'm saying it. Like I was a shy in the yeah. like it, it, that. I was, oh, okay. Yeah, that shit was like <laughs> tissues coming in handy again and shit. I'm like, yo, when I, I I'm talking about the door open and I seen it. I saw the balloons. I'm like, 
Oh no, I'm just like, and I, I'm looking around like, I hope this bitch is fucking one of these niggas. <laughs> I hope she cheating. I hope she cheating. <laughs> Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. I was dead. I was like, I don't know if you fucking with somebody in this room. Anybody but me. She, the, the poem was called uh, uh, My Love Met. I was like, shh. Yeah, because in a moment like that, it's damn near like she proposed. <laughs> like, like it, it might as well be the same thing. It's damn near I like got to add you to the life insurance. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's crazy. Damn, damn. You didn't bring, you a life size balloon to the classroom. And right? you know what we did after school? Got on the bus and went to 69th Street and got some teriyaki wings. <laughs> <laughs> just a simple life. The good life. Good man. life. Wasn't no Cristal. Wasn't no yachts. <laughs> just a cool ass. I like you. You like me. Wrote a little poems. Go get these wings. Yeah. And have a good ass time talking on the phone. You know what I'm saying? That was life. Now it's just man, you like a girl, you got to get a Tiffany bracelet. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the gold one, the gold because they hip to that. Don't, don't be showing up no sterling silver, nigga. That shit three hundred. Yo, it's so much to go into it, man. But I hope all y'all have a happy Valentine's Day coming up this week. Done. Hope y'all don't get pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Put your IUDs in, uh, fellas. Pop your blue chew. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be uh, premature. On Valentine's Day, and if you are, that'll get you back right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, straight up, man. Definitely, uh, um, definitely do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, you, you know, we. And another thing, fellas, Valentine's Day is not the day to be experimenting with sex pills that might work or might not work. You yeah, got to go to your nah, whatever you know work. Yeah. Leave the Sunoco. Yeah, <laughs> no black hands. Yeah. Go down. No, no herbal <laughs> Viagra. Like. Go- Go down to the turf club. <laughs> <laughs> holla at my man. I holla at the He'd be a great deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> be a you great deal. You don't need nothing to come in plastic. <laughs> the back of it got to be foil. Yeah, you got yeah. To... <laughs> yeah, straight up. You need some official tissue. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Up. You don't want to get a BDR on Valentine's Day. Not on Valentine's Day. The um, Do you have any thoughts of like people who are first starting to date? Valentine around the Valentine's Day shit. Do you feel like there's like a time? Any of that? Type All right. Shit? So Does real that quick, exist anymore? Real quick, I'm gonna I'm give y'all. I'm gonna give y'all some players' advice. This is from the players' handbook. Okay. You do not, men and women, men especially, you do not meet nobody new between November fifteenth and February fifteenth. I swear, I had this conversation a couple years ago. You like, don't do it. Why are you meeting anybody on January? Jump, focus on yourself. Focus on yourself, <laughs> dog. Don't you don't even them. go outside. <laughs> no, just <laughs> just put your head down, no. grind. You know what I'm saying? Do some push-ups, Diamond Jones. You no. know what I'm saying? Get your core right. My man, literally today was like, "Look at this shit, chick." He ain't been talking to in a little minute. Text him today, like. Oh, you was funny as shit because he was making a bunch of jokes. He was like, Super Bowl. He was like, oh, you funny as shit. He just like, man, I've been funny for months. Man. I ain't heard from you. Now we got two days. Of fucking yeah. He's just like, dog, you can't be meeting nobody. Because they, they throwing Hail Marys. You oh. know what I'm saying? And, and the thing is, it's like, yo, especially if you in, ur- you in an urban environment, middle America, the South, it might be a little bit different. All that shit. But, but it might be a little bit different. But if you in a major metropolitan city. I, I say try And you to. dealing with them city girls. If if you meet her four days before her birthday, before a major holiday, whatever, she's cutting into you for a gift. I, I say, just to be safe, don't even attend Friendsgiving. 
Because there might be some, some stragglers in there. Yeah. So I say around the middle of November is when you need to start packing it. Yeah, wrap it up. And taking your ass in the house. You either need to be, by the middle of November, you either need to be locked in with your person mm-hmm. or focused on yourself. To Those not are the have two. to worry about. To not have to worry about sense. a surprise uh, budgetary mishap. Because now you got to go and, and buy Christmas, take her out on New Year's, and buy something for Valentine's Day. Yeah, and don't let her be on, off on MLK. <laughs> right. Find something to do there. And don't end up like me. My girl birthday, February 24th. Mm. Yeah, yeah, nigga, yeah. Yeah, get 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 crushed. Shout out to Catherine Gilmore Richards and her party was the other day. Her, you know, her birthday is on Valentine's Day. Oh man! Yeah, I said I know, I know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got to decorate the whole house. <laughs> Can I borrow the big KG? Y'all? <laughs> Can I put that in the got to, got to decorate the whole crib. You got to be able to see it from four blocks away. Yo, you know how the, the, the real into it motherfuckers be having Santa on the roof with the sleigh <laughs> yeah, right. on Christmas. <laughs> I right, yeah, man. Yeah, you got a uh, you got a Jonah y'all and silk robes <laughs> on the roof on the roof. Lee Lee's sister <laughs> birthday is the day before Christmas. I'm like, that's gonna be hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's gonna be that's hell. Gonna, seriously. Can't mix that together. You got to show up back to back. Yeah, with this. Yeah, <laughs> with distinctly different yeah. profile gifts. Yeah, you got to sit down on the floor and just hold her at 1130 <laughs> and just let that shit roll into the next day. Like, seriously, dog. And then people would, I always wonder how that worked in birthdays next to, you know, things like Christmas. Because and- as a kid, you get cheated. Yeah. But then as an adult, you come back for everything. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, and, you know, how you do that as your significant other has to foot the bill for that shit. Right, right. Cause I even felt a little bit with my birthday being October. Yeah. You know I mean? So let's just let's just make it safe. Don't meet nobody after Halloween. Halloween is the cutoff. Halloween is the cutoff. Yeah. Up to February fifteenth. You, you, you get to wear a mask. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Keep it real anonymous. Keep it real anonymous. <laughs> real clandestine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So don't meet nobody. Yeah. So ten thirty one is the cutoff for 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 new chicks and, and new dating uh partners or whatever. Mm-hmm. So ten thirty one to two fifteen is uh, that's the dead zone. If you ain't locked in by then, you you in the wilderness. You know what I'm saying? Focus on yourself. Say that little paper. Go into the new year with a little bankroll. Yeah, and then after Valentine's Day, immediately after, um, come Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> mass text. Mass text. Back outside with it, straight up. Damn, you was looking good as shit at Valentine's. <laughs> Use that to your advantage. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm told it's from the players. I see you at the Galentine's thinking, yo, she don't even need to be there. <laughs> and boom, you got a whole thing. If you was my girl, you get a no, whole month of Valentine's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You 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 run that scam. You wouldn't have to eat no pussy <laughs> on Galentine's. You can come chill with me. Like, yeah, no, nah, that's that's real. Immediately after Thursday morning, you back outside. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna say from Halloween to February 15th. That's the just, dead zone. Yeah, just focus That's on That's the yourself. official TRPE dead zone. That's yeah. TRP certified. Yeah, straight up. We're going like to stamp it. and notarize that. 1031 to 215, no new dating. I like that. Yeah, we giving back to the world. Giving back to the yeah, community. Yeah, yeah you know straight up. We're here to help. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Straight and up. And ladies, same thing. No new, because a nigga might be trying to move in your house. Like, he might be homeless. So... They always home. <laughs> they always home. They always in between. Somehow they always. What, what's going on right now? I'm in between beds. <laughs> you know, like, I'm out here figuring it out, living this free agent lifestyle. You know, 
So, uh, yeah, make sure that y'all, same thing for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you might think that you're getting, you know, a Bentley and you, you get a lemon. You know what I mean? And and you end up footing the bill uh, and now you got to buy a PS5 for Christmas. Yo, well, yo, not trying to be funny. You you be thinking that that's like a myth or like a myth. No, it's real. When you talk to women and you act, because women, women are crazy. Women are, <laughs> women are crazy. Because it's like, <laughs> they have the most insane stories. And they'll just roll him off the tongue like, yeah, you know, this so-and-so, I met him, he seemed cool. And next thing you know, he was like, yeah, can you, know, can you do X, Y, and Z for me? And just be like, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to start this. I'm trying to start this jet ski business. It's going to sound crazy. I'm Bro. trying to get four CDs. Dog, to, to that point, a chick told me, she was like, she met a nigga, he seemed cool. To, he's like, yo, literally like two weeks, he was like, yeah, can you help me finance this jet ski? <laughs> Like you don't have anywhere to put the jersey. <laughs> Nigga in the tub. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nigga doing tricks in grandma's bathtub. <laughs> Fucking up that wallpaper. Did you know it's wallpaper in them old ass bathrooms? Like, that floral yeah. wallpaper. Yeah, that shit's feeling at the bottom. Like, yo, niggas are crazy, dog. Niggas somehow always. Hey, where are you going, Dr. Jeski? I'm going to park it right on front. Right there. Nigga parking the Jeski up front like a dirt bike, <laughs> chaining it to the goddamn relic. <laughs> I remember A.O. was like, you could always tell a South Philly nigga by, how, by where he parked his dirt bike in the living room. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, if you put it over here, if, Philly, <laughs> if you put it over here, if you put it over here, if you it's all about the placement. I was cracking the fuck up. If you put it up against the uh, up against the lower, because you know everybody now is open open concepts uh-huh. or whatever. But but before the basement, John, the stair yeah, was covered, uh-huh. and then the steps to go up. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> big <laughs> ass uh, the um, in living color. <laughs> yeah. Do, so do you put it on a wall, lean it on that little John, or do you just park yo, it and put the kickstand out and then yo, put it right in the middle? That's real shit, man. That's hilarious, yo. Oh, uh, man, let's get into the Super Bowl, man. We've had enough fun with that. Um, This past weekend was Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl week. Everything led into the big... Super Bowl 58. 58, big excitement, big day. You know, the biggest day in sports worldwide. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no day that compares to it. Um, A lot to unpack because a lot went on. Yes. Um, can we start by acknowledging, before we get into everything, because I know we're going to get into the Usher shit, can we acknowledge that, did you know In Living Color is the reason... For Super Bowl halftime performance. Yes, I think we referenced that on here before. I don't know if we did, if we didn't. But yeah, shout out mm. to In Living Color always for the fact that what they did during the Super Bowl where they had their special mm-hmm. on Fox and 20 million people left from the Super Bowl to go watch In Living Color and just didn't return to the Super Bowl because <laughs> it stung their ear. And CBS was like, uh-uh, we got to get MJ out yeah. this month. <laughs> we got to bring the boy out. And that led to... The Super Bowl halftime show. So always shout out to Living Color Absolutely. for giving us because it's become now the game is centered around so many people is like, yo, the Usher, you know, oh damn, Travis Kelsey and playing at the Usher concert. It's gonna be lit. Yeah. Like that's become a thing. So shout out to in Living Color and Keenan Ivory Wayans for that. Keenan Ivory Wayans and Robert Townsend are two people mm-hmm. that don't get the credit they deserve as black visionaries um in an era where we were kind of like transitioning from mm-hmm. the Richard Pryor, Sidney Poitier, Bill Cosby era into like, you know, something else. Mm-hmm. And they gave us a lot of cultural moments. So always oh, salute to both. Keenan Ivory Wayne's was Conan and O'Brien. And Mario Van Peebles. Keenan O'Brien's is Conan O'Brien mixed with, uh, what's the name who created the office? Uh, Ricky Gervais. And Robert Townsend is 
Tyler Perry before we yes. actually saw these guys become, you know, the leaders of industry that they become. And, you know, just be, being black and coming from the time period that they came, you know, they made essentially when you talk about making lemonade with lemons like these dudes, right. like you talk about having no budgeting. No real uh, production. All it, for them to go and make shit like Hollywood Shuffle. I'm gonna get you, sucker. In Living Color, Meteor Man. All these great things is just like even leading up to Spike Lee becoming Spike Lee. Like we were talking about the other night. Spike is at courtside of the fucking Knicks game every game with a with a you know he wears a, a Nick jersey bubble vest now yes. which is insane <laughs> yes. but he's there at every game and you do this and you just like damn Spike is a staple for the big, the biggest and most world famous arena but there was a time period where Spike had to go to like Michael Jordan and Oprah and like influential figures just to get backing to get a movie done that ended up being Oscar nominated yeah. you know what I'm saying so it's like these dudes really came Far as hell, man. Straight up. So yeah, I don't know how we did that, but we did it. You yeah, know what I mean? nah. But we we you know I think it's important because again it's Black History Month, so mm -hmm. it's like we can weave you know some Black history with some Black futurism you know in there and give these people the credit that they deserve for not necessarily being at the front of conversation, mm -hmm. even though a lot of things that still take place to this day is because of them and their yeah, influence. Yeah, you're going to always talk about the big names that they throw out as far as, you know, popular media, like variety and people and shit like that. But you really do have to acknowledge people, like you said, Mario Van Peebles. Like, you don't get New Jack City yeah. without that. That was Wesley's third film, and that literally broke him as, like, the leading guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You might not get Ice-T to be on SVU. So what was the uh, Black Western that he made uh, early on? Mario Van Peebles oh, uh, made... It's got a, uh, it's, it's, it starts with a P, with Posse. Posse. Yeah. He made Posse. And then now, later on, you see Lakeith Stanfield, you see the Jay-Z did produce, mm -hmm. uh, that James Samuels did, he produced mm -hmm. that Black Western that went on Netflix. So it's like all of these cultural reference points of things that happened before that kind of reminds so you that Django. like- you know what I mean? Yeah, well, like yeah. nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. All nah. of this stuff has been nah. done, but those guys literally were creating <laughs> making new, new, new make, making new shit that didn't and, and they exist were doing before. it with not the greatest parts. Right. Yeah. Like they was building iPhones with junk. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. With scrap metal. With scrap metal, straight up. So yeah, man, shout out to all of them, you know, a little Black History Month. But Super Bowl um weekend, it was in Vegas this year. Um everything was in Vegas this year. I mean, it's Vegas. F1 week. And yeah, uh, well, within the last year, because mm -hmm. F1 week was in November. But uh, F1 week, then you had the Shakur fight. Then you had a Teo, Teo mm -hmm. and Jermaine Ortiz fought leading into the Super Bowl. WNBA finals ended WNBA up being finals. there. And just Vegas is, Vegas is such an interesting place. We talked about it pre-show. WWE, WrestleMania mm -hmm. press conference was in Vegas. We talked about it pre-show. Like, the mafia straight built it. Yeah. And America was... They envisioned it, executed it, scaled it, and then corporate America said, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. You <laughs> we'll know? take it from here. Yeah, yeah, man. And um, it, it to see it, it almost is poetic because of how insane sports betting has become. Yeah. So for Vegas, for all these years, to be the mecca of gambling... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac... Or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. It's only right that where sports betting in this last like 12 to 26 months has just exploded that 
that's where the biggest game of the year for everything. They said that they're they're estimating twenty three billion dollars was wager busted. That's insane. Twenty three with a B behind it on one single game. One game. Whew. It's insane, right? Yeah. And the IRS just like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just where I go, baby. Kelsey Olsen <laughs> look real good. <laughs> I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and bet yeah. uh Jennings for nine touchdowns. Yeah. That seems yeah. that seems plausible. Did you put McCaffrey on there? Because <laughs> that boy, that white man can run with a <laughs> yeah. run with a capital yeah, R. Straight up. McCaffrey is the toughest white player I've ever like yeah. the, the brutality that he runs with is crazy. I mean, yeah. like he runs you, with violence. You know how certain running backs like Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, um, uh, Adrian Peterson to a certain extent, they have a level of like elusiveness to them, yeah. to their game. Where that what's Barry Sanders' ability was you don't touch me. Yeah. You that's, now you see me, now you don't. That's the great Ed McCaffrey is like coming at you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing though. Yeah, him and Derrick Henry are, oh. are the two that is like, oh, I, oh yeah, oh, and you, this, week, even, this week you go and meet me at this spot. Even Derrick Henry will break and shake and be <laughs> going for 80. And McCaffrey is like, 20 rushes, 40 yards. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy. Horse. It's just crazy. <laughs> Did you see him? Just like, his arms was bleeding. His jersey was green and brown. <laughs> like, yo, they going to kill him. It's like, yo, there's a better way to do this. Oh, he get it every play. His yeah. head is. I'm like, he need to really, really. Oh, before we get into the whole joint, the funniest shit I seen the other day. Did you see Adrian? Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, 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 Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. He did this thing where he was on, like, it was like a game show, like a dating game show, <laughs> and he was talking. Oh, was it was the 20 girls versus AB? But it was three girls. Okay. And, and he had to pick who to, like, so he, the, the first girl was like, AB, ask her a question. He couldn't see him. Like, he's he's faced. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, that's him. a different one than what and I'm thinking the, the <laughs> first question was like, um... You think I'm one of the best receivers ever? And she was like, yeah. And the second girl was like, what was the question he asked her? It was something simple like, um, how often you get your feet done? Something like that. The third question for the girl was like, you you smashed on the first date? And he was like, she was like, no. He was like, all right, so I ain't going with three. <laughs> and she eliminated. And uh, I opened it. The first comment I saw is, it said they need to give AB a show on, they need to give him his own sports show. <laughs> Somebody was like, yeah, I can see it now. Welcome to CTESPN. And <laughs> <laughs> I laughed for an hour. <laughs> Welcome to CTESPN. <laughs> what the hell, yo? Adrian, uh, what's his name? Antonio Brown. So I keep saying Adrian. He is Antonio, cooked. They both cooked. But Antonio Brown <laughs> is super cooked. Like, super ridiculous. So anyway, we had the Super Bowl this weekend. 49ers versus the Chiefs. 49ers were two-point favorites. Over-under was set at 47 and a half points. A true pick em. True pick em. Anytime you see a three-point, it's a pick em. And I knew I knew this game was going way under. I could see, I could see every scenario. It, it, it literally went under by half a point, though. But I knew it was going under, period. But and, and, but it took overtime because if not, it would have went way under. It, it's crazy to think of how good these odds makers are, and I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. They set that line at 47 and a half. That game finished at 47. It's just like, what? Yeah. 
And that's the point Rod made the other day. Shout out to Rod. He's out Vegas, been doing it up. So many people this week reached out to me wanting to put bets in and worried about bets. And I had to tell, I had to tell like mad people, yo, yo, yo. The Thunder are playing tonight. Right. The Thunder. Yeah, there's value elsewhere the other Thunder than this game. Make the most sense playing the Kings coming off of a win the other night against the Nuggets. The Thunder. Thunder went out there and smashed them yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, there's so much other value in sports betting that Rod's like, why do y'all as Americans wait until the sharpest game of the year. <laughs> like, this is the, the two teams that ran the gauntlet all season. Think about this. The line was two. The over-under was 47. The game ended three points, and the over-under ended by half a point. Yeah. This is the sharpest game of the year. Yeah. Why do you wait until today? You're supposed to look for the fucked up line. <laughs> right. Like, oh, that's wrong. That's I mean, wrong. Hammer this. Yeah, like... So it don't make no sense that $23 billion is bet on the sharpest game of the year. Yeah. That's just crazy in itself. Because no less than probably $10 billion of it is just dog shit, dead, nonsensical just bets. dead air. Like, you don't have yeah. a shot. George Kittle yesterday had four yards. I know for a fact he smoked, smoked up everyone. Smoked, smoked. <laughs> I know for a fact he fucked up everyone. <laughs> the, think about this. The two touchdowns that were scored was... Jenkins, I'm three touchdowns. Jenkins, uh, CAC, and Hart. What's the guy's name? Uh, the one that scored the final touchdown. Hartman, Hartman, whatever. Oh, McCole Hartman. Hartman. Yeah. Kelsey didn't score. Yeah. Kittle didn't score. Mahomes didn't run one in. Purdy didn't run. Yeah. Like, literally, Debo didn't score. Like, I know these tickets got annihilated. I know it for a fact. It's one, but the the thing is, is like the one trend that was true all season is that the Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown is alive every game. No, it was it was negative three hundred yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he's like, of like, course he's that shit is alive every fucking game. Straight, and even him. I told you his his over under on yards was like like this. It it barely got to the eighty, and people was alternating the line to eighty. We hit a we all my people's I bet would hit a bunch. Everybody. Shout out to Jules, Zach. Everybody was on the kicker props yesterday. Buck, Butler, Buckler from the uh, the Chiefs. His over under for field goals made was one and a half. That hit with ease. Oh, that was ease. His over under for points was seven and a half. He had like thirteen. That hit with ease. Um, everything with him just hit. You know what I'm saying? Jules, he bet Mahomes to throw a touchdown. That I mean to throw an interception. That hit. Um, it was a lot of little props. That's the thing with the Super Bowl is the props. Yeah, it's prop heaven. You can bet any fucking thing. Literally. We was ready to drive to Canada on Saturday to go back to Usher song and shit. The, um, it was crazy because you you saw the opener. He teased my I, way, but he didn't perform it. Uh, uh, Marcus hit me. It was like, you see, I'm like, that right there would be very sketchy. Because yes. it came on, you heard my way. And then it went in the court up. But when it started, I'm looking at the, the field and the people. I'm like, oh, they're dressed like the court up video. They're starting with caught up. But then it's my way. way. And I'm like, that would... And then the court up shit, and I'm just like, so what song? Yeah, yeah, what's the opener? <laughs> what's the opener? <laughs> that gets very that would have Man, listen, motherfuckers would have been sick. Yeah, that's very tricky. But that's for the people who bet offshore and with the joint. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to... <laughs> what a uh, Rob Peoples. He bet offshore. Um, plus 1,400 will usher expose nipples. Actually hit. <laughs> I, said, I said, damn, getting some money. <laughs> I said, what the fuck? Finding value out there. Finding value out there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start with the game, I assume, right? I want to start with the game. Okay. 
Uh, very tight game, um, as I as I expected. We talked about it on Patreon this week, and mm-hmm. I said I can see either team winning in a number of different ways, but I can't see either team blowing the other one out. Yeah, we knew that they're they're too closely yeah. matched. They're they and they both pride themselves on defense. This was a down year for KC's offense. Their defense was number two in the league. I think mm-hmm. San Francisco was top five. Also number four. number four. So they was so you had number two defense, number four defense, and neither one of them are paying. Ben don't break defense. They mm-hmm. both are attacking violent, abusive defenses. And for the first quarter, San Francisco's defense was winning the battle. Um, they were up, what, was it 3 nothing after the end of the first quarter? No, no, 0-0 zero, zero in the first quarter. 0-0 zero, 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 into the first, and then halftime, they were up, what, 10 nothing, right? Uh, was it 10-3? 10-3. 10-3 at halftime. But for the most part, they controlled the game. And I, and I sat there and I watched that, and the minute they said – oh, this is great for Kansas City because they get the ball back. I said, oh, this game is over. Like, at that moment, I knew Patrick Mahomes was going to find a way to figure this out because every Super Bowl he's won, he was down 10 or more at some point. Mm -hmm. He don't give a fuck about being down 10 points, 14 points, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's essentially the ultimate equalizer in football. The same way like Steph Curry, when he's got a squad, he's the ultimate equalizer in basketball because – Trading twos for threes will kill you. And then if you send him to the line, he hits 96% of his free throws. It's the same sort of thing. So even with a mistake, with an interception on the board, he already was still in striking distance of taking over this game. And pretty much that's exactly what he did. And he controlled the tempo of the game for the pretty much the entire second half and then through overtime. And then Shanahan made a critical mistake taking the ball first. And then did you see that, like, a bunch of the players from the 49ers said we didn't know about the overtime rule change? I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. Most humans don't understand it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, seriously, like, most people are casual fans. Yeah. If you ask most people who watch basketball to really explain violations, they'll be like, oh, no, because, like, Carrie, if you do the AI <laughs> shit, like, and it's just it's so much shit that people yeah. just don't understand. So that was surprising to see that because, on the other hand, Kansas City's team was like, oh, we knew about it immediately. We That's all we talked about mm-hmm. all season. Mm-hmm. So that's a preparation thing. And I want to give a lot of credit to the coaching trio of Andy Reid, Steve Spagnola, and Matt Nagy for being the brain trust that – structured, built this team, designed this team, and understanding how to play chess and literally making the right move every time with the exception of a few plays here and there, the Mahomes interception, whatever, whatever, stuff like that. But for the most part, they made the right call every single time. Even when it was, like, hard to watch, it was, like, slow, it was plotting, whatever, they still were making the right moves because they knew, yo, we got to play mistake-free football in order to win this shit today, and that's exactly what they did. Um, <clears throat> I'm on par with what you, you, you got. I think, honestly, I was kind of thrown off when the Chiefs lost their coordinator, um, the black guy. Oh, um, the enemy. The enemy. When he left, I was like... This might be this might be over a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you know coordinators matter. When Cheetah left, I was just like, yeah, they don't have that punch anymore. And then you saw it all season, where it's like the most drops in the NFL. It's like ah, the Chiefs don't got that shit. And then anymore. they even had a horrible December. They lost like, like three. They lost three games in December too. So the 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 Chiefs don't have that anymore. And the Niners, for what it's worth, this year, Brock Purdy took a lot of flack, but. 
Rock Purdy was an MVP candidate, and it made sense because I thought he did well enough often more than making mistakes often. 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns. To get to get the job done. I personally was like, I don't I didn't like seeing the 49ers in that position because I just felt like for whatever reason, they're not gonna be able to get that ball down the field. Yeah. And that's the reality with the Chiefs. It's almost like the Bulls, it's almost like Mike Tyson. <laughs> you have to punch niggas in the face and you have to really, really outscore them. Like yeah. you're not gonna beat them on some like down to the wire will to win type shit. It's just not good. These we've champions. seen them win it time and time again that same way. These are champions. That's what they do. They don't they don't make the mistake when it counts. Patrick Mahomes had an interception in the game, but down the down the stretch, Patrick Mahomes looked like he just it looked like he created football. Like he just knew <laughs> right. where to be at. He shit. just knew where to throw the ball. He knew how to get there. And I, I told y'all, the first half, he looked awful to me. He yeah. looked sluggish. He looked they, dead. They couldn't find the open man down the field. I'm like, the Chiefs look awful. But the 49ers weren't scoring when they did look awful. Mm-hmm. The 49ers should have been up 24 points at one point. Yeah. Y'all kept fumbling the ball. Y'all kept having these goofy three and outs. That, that running with McCaffrey shit, I get it. But it's like, run with McCaffrey, two yards. Run with McCaffrey, three yards. It's third and five. Third and five? All right, we're going to do a, 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 a slant to fucking McCaffrey. For, and it's just like, what the fuck is happening? McCaffrey yeah. led the team in rushing and receiving. And it's just like, that's not going to get you a Super Bowl victory. Yeah. So I looked at it like, yo, when it went to 10-3, I told them in my group chat, I'm like, y'all think I'm about to bet the Chiefs to win this game. Rob was like, oh, where did that? I'm at the ball. You know? <laughs> I, I'm just yeah, like, that's securely placed. I'm like, what the fuck? He like, I better right after the Mahomes interception because you get value on that shit. People was catching the Chiefs money line for plus 950 at one point. Yeah. When I got it, it was like at plus 200. I'm just like, fuck that. I'd rather do the second half over because the second half over made all the sense in right. the world because you always, a prop that we just missed for whatever reason. They always got a Super Bowl prop, more points scored in the second half than the first half. That's essentially what happened. Yeah. So we just took the over, everybody hit the shit, whatever, we was chilling. But the first half of the game, it was like, I don't like where this is going. One, this is it's I'm falling asleep. This is just very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like where this is going for the 49ers because this is gonna come down to the wire, and you don't want to go down to the wire with Michael Jordan. You don't want to go down to the wire with Tom Brady. You don't want to go down to the last fucking hole with Tiger Woods. Yep. You don't wanna you don't wanna go down to the wire with someone who's campaigning for the GOAT. Like I'm not campaigning to be, you know. Fucking, I'm not even campaigning to be best of the era because I already solidified Yeah, yeah like I'm not. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.
I was about to say, like, I'm not even campaigning to be like a Drew Brees or a Peyton. Like, right. I, my campaign right now at this point is me versus the the top. It's yeah, Tom me versus Brady, Brady me, and Montana, and, and Mount, that's it. So it's like you don't want to go down to like who didn't write mine wanted like Michael Jordan with the when he stole the ball from Karl Malone. It's just like if you a Utahian, you like ah <laughs> oh, again the, here the fuck we go because it's like yeah. Mike's not missing that fucking shot. You imagine if Mike pulled up and had a Carlton moment where that shit just <laughs> right. didn't hit the river. Yeah, right. Not like, on your life. Yeah, right. So some some things just make sense. Some things don't. So when I saw that shit and then I saw where that, that like to know that the money line was plus 900 and it went down at one point to 180, I'm like, Chiefs might win this fucking game. Yeah. So boom, we go to halftime. Everything is just like, it's in their favor. They get the ball back first, and everything just looked good. Chiefs get the ball. They come down immediately, but then they had the fumble. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, shit, the Chiefs fumbled. This right. is crazy. Niners get the rock back, and it's like, yo, if they score here, Jesus Christ, you can Might set be over. some distance. Like, they fumble. And it's just <laughs> like, here we go with here the nonsense, Here we man. go. And, you know, I told y'all last night, I'm like, yo, the Chiefs are the luckiest team I've ever seen in professional sports. And you was like, them and the Patriots. I'm like, no, the Patriots are cheating. Yeah, the Patriots used every cheating measure they can use. We got binoculars. (laughs) These motherfuckers over here. This shit is crazy. And for what it's worth, I can't even, you know, I'm I'm one of the people, because I'm a Cowboy fan, we're nuts. I can always be like, oh no, because of this, because of that, because of that. Patrick Mahomes, for as bad as Kelsey looked, for as bad as fucking uh, Rice looked at one point, for as bad as fucking um, they were moving the ball as far as, like, their run game and all that, yeah. Patrick Mahomes wound up having the most run yards. Like, he just did yep. every little thing right down the stretch. They get down to the joint. Now, I do have a bit of... Real quick for, for you, go. I just want to say this. Something important, the reason why I shouted out the three, the three main coaches from the Chiefs is because... They it was basically them three against just uh Shanahan. Shanahan. And Shanahan at a at a point started to look overwhelmed because the Chiefs coaches were so smart, they started using the tendencies that they were seeing mm-hmm. against the 49ers. Like they saw how hard Bosa and, and Chase Young was crashing the line, and they just started fucking doing misdirection yeah. and shit and just flipping going the right opposite way, yeah. flipping it right over their fucking head, or, or Patrick running right past these niggas, and they just didn't have an answer for it, and they did it time and time again because they just kept showing the same thing every fucking play. The, um, it got down, sorry, fucking, this is information I was wanting for yeah, yeah, yeah. Usher shit. The, um, cause I had my, I got, we, we, we got a little assistance. So I can <laughs> send some shit out. Send me something real quick. So I say this, the, um, it got down to the end of the game. The score was 19 to 16. So I'm just like, yo, all right. I'm like, if the chief scores, it's essentially over. Yeah. I need, I don't really care. I just need two more points for this second half over. So at this point, you know, it's party time. I don't give a (laughs) fuck what happened. I just need some points. They in the red zone. The Chiefs have been bad in the red zone pretty much all year. They weren't great in the red zone. And when they did what they did last night, that was the first, because I didn't have a a pony in this race. I really didn't care who won. When they did what they did on that fucking third down, that was the first moment where I was like, I want the Niners to win this shit. Yeah. They had, uh, what's his name? Kelsey. 
Not Kelsey. Oh, uh, Rashi Rice. They had Rice. Wide open. Wide open on that third. I'm talking about he walks into the end zone, the game is over, you yeah. win the Super Bowl. They were forcing the Travis Kelsey turn the camera to Taylor Swift yeah, walk, moment. The walk off. They were forcing the shit. On IE, the Seahawks Super Bowl against the Patriots. And when that happened and they had to kick the field, I'm like, I hope the 49ers can do this shit, man. Cause I like that now it's now it's literally like y'all are altering history behind this Taylor Swift shit. Right. Y'all are tripping now. <laughs> and the same way that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks had to fall apart and have egg on their face for the rest of their lives, that's what that moment should have been. No one gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, let's real quick. He came off the field when he didn't get the ball and ran up on Andy Reid so hard that he almost knocked Andy Reid on his ass. Take me out the fucking game. If that was Ocho Cinco, T.O. If that was T.O., if that was Donovan McNabb, A.B., Mike Vick, <laughs> A.B., if that was a plethora, Adrian Peterson, what do Peter Griffin with that card? <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes, well, you just made you it. Just <laughs> made, you, <laughs> you just, just made, made it. it. If that was LaDainian Tomlinson, they would have been out the game for the rest. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Yeah. At best, out the game for the rest. They, they would have got a healthy scratch like Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Real shit. <laughs> healthy Real scratch. Shit. They played that shit off. That it was like, oh, Travis Kelsey just ran up to tell Andy Reid how much he loved him. I'm like, why are y'all saying this? Right. The analysts and shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, it was weird. Anyway. They try to force the touchdown with Travis Kelsey. Okay, cool. Y'all missed that. Boom, we got to kick the field goal, go to overtime. Rod Texas in the group chat, new rules. And I'm like, for the people that don't understand the new rules, Mm -hmm. the new rules are both teams get the rock. There is no, oh, you score a touchdown, it's over. No more more sudden death. Until both teams score a touchdown. Mm -hmm. So, meaning that both teams get the ball, you got to kick that. You have to kick that. Yeah. Because it puts the pressure on them. Because you get the final say. You, I get to determine now yeah. what the fuck is going on. Yeah, you were the before, final say. if you give them the ball and they score a touchdown, it's over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. The 49ers win the toss and accept it. I'm like, I don't like that. Y'all offense has not clicked the whole second half of the yeah. game. I don't like that right now. Put the pressure on them to keep this momentum rolling. Because if they go down and kick a field goal, now it gives you a chance to come down and basically win the fucking game. Exactly. They take the ball, first two plays in overtime, run with McCaffrey for four yards. I'm just like, oh, my Lord. It's the same shit. The Chiefs are about to win this fucking game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What, like this one? This one. Oh, that one. All right. <laughs> I'm like, the Chiefs are about to win this fucking game. They, they do the shit, kick a field goal, they give it to the Chiefs, and, you know... We, we Brady fans over here, but you got to acknowledge when greatness is in the building, dog. Patrick Mahomes got that ball, and be, you could see the coolness in his face. Game's over, yeah, guys. Yeah, Pack it the fuck up, fellas. Yeah. Get the Mick Ultra. <laughs> yeah, get ready. the Mick Ultra. <laughs> get the Mick Ultra ready, because the game is yeah, over. Get the Mick Ultra and the Perry Asia way. It and is- they came down that field effortlessly. Yeah. No drop passes, no sacks. He didn't even drop back out of the pocket one time. Yeah. And they just, the, the, the defense was beat up. It's over for y'all. The touchdown pass he threw, he was so wide open that Hartman caught it and didn't even realize this. He kind of caught it and did a little dance. It was come back to the line of scrimmage. They like, nigga, we won a Super Bowl. He like, yeah. oh, oh, shit. shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. God damn. Oh, shit. Man, y'all, man. I ain't even found that. It was effortless yeah. the way they drove down. I fuck with the Niners team. I, some of them I really like. I like Chase Young. 
I like uh, I like Debo. Debo has some monster earrings in his yeah. joints. Like I, I, I have a question about Debo. How was Debo built like a running back, a guard, a wide receiver, and a tight end all in one human? And a Komodo dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All in one human. Like he's that's strong just, as fuck too. Yeah. A couple of plays you seen the last night. He was because he all core. No dragon motherfucker. The nigga core is from his neck to yeah. his fucking ankles. Yeah, straight up. He like a super strong Godfrey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, salute to the Niners for making it. They did they did run through the NFC. They this is the, the third Super Bowl in the Shanahan era. Yeah, well, he was the offensive coordinator for yeah. one. Yeah. The um, you know, for what it's worth, um, I like Brock Purdy. I like Brock I want a that lot, to man. be to be understand, understood. Brock is not the reason they lost that game yesterday. No, because I to be fair, I thought Brock, Brock played. Better than Mahomes did until like halfway through the third quarter. And it was just like. Now it's Mahomes time. Yeah, I do this. Yeah. But like Brock was precise. He wasn't missing a but He did miss. Um, he missed up when, uh, when, when Chris Jones was in his chest. He missed Debo. For he missed Debo touchdown. for the touchdown. Yeah. Debo was open. He just, yeah. he just oversailed it. So he did miss that. But I thought he was precise with running the ball. When he had to, I thought he used his legs. I thought he got out of pocket very well. Yeah. I thought he caught the reads the real well. It's just that Shanahan and their game plan was CAC. You know yep. what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. Like, you know, I almost feel like at times, I could be wrong. I look at the 49ers as having too much talent. That's that a thing. Sense? Yeah, that's a thing. Whereas, like, the Chiefs are, we know who our talent, most talented player yeah. is. And then everybody else just kind of makes sense. Yeah. Where the 49ers is like, y'all got four receivers. Yeah. One of which is first team all pro, Brandon Ayuk this uh, year. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? You got Ayuk. And your fullback is first team all you pro. You got Kettle. Kettle literally didn't do anything yesterday. Nothing. You got essentially two running backs in Debo and McKay. It's like y'all almost have too much talent, yeah. and it kind of overlaps each other to not let everybody fully go ahead and do what they do. Right. You know what I mean? So um, shout out to the Chiefs. They earned that shit. You got three now in six years for Mahomes. Um, well, three as three a starter. Three and five. Three, they, three, they, three call, and, they call it three no, no, and five. No, I'm talking about his career. Yeah, yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he, he has three now, two Super Bowl and MVPs. four appearances. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey now has what? This is his uh, third. third one because he's yeah, been involved. He was there the year before, I think, Mahomes was. Yeah, Andy Reid now has fucking three Super Bowls. What, six appearances? Five appearances? Five appearances. Five appearances. He they lost two. Eagles well, the Chiefs lost what two? One, one. So he lost with the Eagles. They lost the to Brady. So he got five um, appearances. Bay, yeah, five, five appearances. appearances, three Super Bowls. Um, you know, I think the game was suspenseful and it gave us some some highlights. Yeah, the first half the was a, was a snooze. It like, was you awful. could have you could have not watched it. You wouldn't have missed shit. Whatever. No. Um, but the second half gave the second half in overtime more than made up for it. Right, right, right. And my biggest takeaway from this is that Patrick Mahomes is now, and you 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 referenced. Everybody I was going to reference. Patrick Mahomes is now in rarefied air now with the greatest of all time in every different sport. Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Tiger Woods, where he's the MVP of the league every year because he's the best player. It's just up to somebody else to put on a good enough statistical or a good enough record showing to basically upend him and take that award. But essentially, there's a, a case to be made, the same way with Michael Jordan, the same way with Wayne Gretzky in hockey, that every year they were the MVP of the league. 
It's just that somebody else did some shit. They're like, oh, damn, give such a, give Charles Barkley a shot. Give Carl Malone yeah. a shot. I, I think with football, it's a little different because you got two major awards. Like, they don't do that in other sports. You got offensive player, and then you got MVP, and you got yeah. the defensive player. They don't really do that in other sports. I think in football, it's a little bit different just because of the conference and the divisional breakdowns. So you have dudes who are – that's another one, too. We don't really talk about the contrast in style from the different eras. Like, the era of the 90s into the 2000s is, like, pocket presence quarterback. Yeah. And the fact that that is still, that's still, like, the precedence that's set for them, where it's like, how many touchdowns did you throw? How many yards did you throw? Yeah. What was your QBR? What was your passer rating? Yeah, what against, was your average yard per throw? Right. So, you still got juggernauts of that. And when those dudes figure out 12 to 13 wins, you always are going to have them in play. That's the reason why that offensive player of the year shit to me is just, like, kind of crazy. It's you know almost like offensive player of the year is a running back receiver award and the MVP is the quarterback award. Because and rarely, I hate that. Yeah, rarely because, do you ever see... Because if you get rid of that, you would have so many more situations where you see Terrell Davis or Marshawn Lynch or... Or shit, Tyreek Hill I, this I, year. I was honestly about to say, you could make a case them a couple of years where, like, Zeke and DeMarco Murray, when they led the league in rushing, CMC this year, yeah. leading the league in rushing, where it's like... The people were legit mad this year that McCaffrey wasn't like right. one of the MVP finals, where it's yeah, like he shit. blatantly should have been. Yeah. But it's just like it, it it just almost has to go to a quarterback, and that changes everything. So because of that, if it has to go to a quarterback, there's only three or four quarterbacks who even matter enough to. <laughs> yeah. So by 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 default, almost. And I, I've been saying that for the last couple of years. I hate the fact that they split those things up. It needs to be one. You look at every other major American sport. That's just, you don't have that. You know what I'm saying? You have your silver slugger, your Hank Aaron award, all that shit. But it's like MVP is the MVP. Yeah. And then like in the NBA, you have the, you have the, you have the scoring leader. You have, uh, you know, all NBA honors. Then you have the MVP of the league who was the best out of all of the best. And that's where the trophy comes in. But, but you know, when it comes to Pat, I say, you know, essentially he's the MVP of the league every year because he's, he's the best quarterback. Period. He's the best player in the league. Period. Nobody at their particular position in the in the NFL is as excellent on a game on a game to game, month to month, season to season basis as he is. And the chasm between him at one and then whoever the fuck else you want to put at number two is so wide that arguably he's the MVP every year, and he shows it when it's time to come down to the wire when you talk about Super Bowl because he's now got three Super Bowl MVPs on top of his two league MVPs. And he's barely 28 years old. His birthday is September 17th. So he just turned 28 years old. He ain't going to be 29 all the way till the next goddamn football season starts. And he's going to be potentially working on his fourth ring and a third league MVP and a fourth um, Super Bowl MVP. And just to think about that is just insane to me. Yeah, I like... He's already got 15 playoffs. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wins for his career. Yeah, I mean, more than Peyton, are, more than Peyton Manning. The, um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like the Chiefs are probably going to win another one. I don't know if they win next year just because no one's ever done the 3 P. It's just going to be so hard to do it again. I, I do think that they get another one sometime very soon. If not next year, the year after. Um, regular season MVP, 
I, they're going to have to really, really lock down like a big receiver or whatever because that's going to hurt him. Like those drops and all that crazy yeah. shit. So I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't know about regular season MVP. Like right now, they got him as like the ninth favorite for regular season. It's just the thing with it also, too, is you got to factor in these voters in the NFL are very, very strange. A lot of them are very, very old in nature and they do a lot of crazy shit because they like to protect. The Joe Montana, the Johnny United. Now, Tom Brady, that they've accepted that shit. Yeah. It's like Patrick Mahomes could win eight Super Bowls. You're going to have people like, but he got to get Giselle, though. Then we can talk. <laughs> you know, like that. And that's just, yo, you know what I got into the other day, real quick? This, this is on that, but off that. Are you familiar with like baseball Hall of Fame and like the fact that like no one has been voted a hundred percent in? Yeah. Except for Mariano Rivera. Yeah, because it's all the sports writers. Bro. So when you hear that, what do you instantly think of as far as players? I mean, it, it just basically tells you that like a lot of the writers have an axe to grind, and it's like if you snubbed me or didn't do this interview or didn't if you weren't a media darling, you're not fucking you're not getting the bulk of the votes. So Pete. Randy Johnson wasn't a 100%. Big unit, pulse. How? He was dominant. Tony Gwynn wasn't a first ballot 100%. Most hits? We got the most hits. We got the most hits ever, but he's a hit machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Pete Rose has more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't a first ballot 100%. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane, right? Derek Jeter, bro. I got into this story the other day. I don't know why I was watching MLB TV. So when Derek Jeter went through for the Hall of Fame voting, it was 397 votes. He got 396. First time, first ballot, Hall of Fame. So basically 99.7% or some shit like that. So, and you know, it's anonymous. So yeah. they, so the whole baseball community is like, who was the one? Derek Jeter has the most hits in playoff history. He has five Super Bowls, seven Golden Gloves. I mean, five, five World Series, seven Golden Gloves. Uh, he's number six in all-time hits. He just, he's done everything. 20 years with the Yankees. How the fuck is Derek Jeter not a first? Who, who's the one dickhead that yeah, did? We got to figure you out. So, boom, fast forward two years past. This writer, I can't say, in fact, I want to, because I want to uh, tell you his name. Because we need to give people the credit they deserve for, for their fucking stupidity and their nonsense. And, um, yeah, the the baseball process for Hall of Fame more than any is way more convoluted, probably because it's anonymous. The NFL gets ridiculous at times, too. So there's a voter. This is all alleged. His name is Nick Nick Kanipa, right? Nick Kanipa. Nick Kanipa. Sounds ethnic. He's a voter. He goes out and says that if it was a specific player he was talking about, he basically talked about it in one of his, like, writings or whatever. It was... John Lester, when jo- he said that when John Lester name arrives on the ballot, I'll vote for him. He's definitely going in first ballot or whatever. So someone who saw that shit at him on like Twitter or whatever and was just like, um, how would, how is Derek, G- he, he, cause he said he should be a unanimous hundred percent. And he's like, well, how would Jeter be unanimous? How would Jeter not be a unanimous? 100%? But this motherfucker, but he would. The writer boy said, well, when Jeter comes up for it, he's going to be a unanimous 100%. All right, bro, Jeter went in. Yeah. He didn't know that Jeter had came up for Hall of Fame eligibility because he only votes 
when he sees somebody he personally So likes. it was a no vote. It was a no vote. That's what kept Jeter from being a unanimous. I'm like, damn. And that's the whole story they got now from like... Yeah, it's... A, but it, it wasn't like he did it despite... He just literally, like, they was like, he'll take two, three years off from voting. And he didn't realize that Jeter had came up. Uh, so that's what fucked up Jeter's unanimous. I was like, how did... Like, the boy, uh, Delphine, how was that even possible? Yeah, how was that even possible? <laughs> how was that even possible? You, and, and something like that, were you trying to enshrine somebody into one of the, you know, four major American sports Hall of Fame, your membership and your right to vote on that needs to be resubmitted and re-ratified every year so that we don't have problems like this shit. Because how is it to where it's like he just gets a lifetime fucking vote and he could take years off and he's he's giving people no votes and stuff? That, that shit is just crazy. On, ja- on January 1st, Nick Kanipa wrote an article stating he submitted a blank ballot for the second year in a row. Because just as in my 2020 Hall of Fame ballot for modern players went went empty, 2021's had no names checked either. I consider Cooperstown an incredibly tough make. It should be easier to get into the Vatican than it should be to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So when he said that, and he said he would vote for John Lester when he comes up, yeah. and somebody said, well, why would he be a unanimous if Jeter wasn't? And he was yeah. like, well, when Jeter comes up, he's definitely going to be a unanimous. And they're like, nigga, Jeter came up two years ago. Yeah. He's like, oh, that 2020. I oh, God, God damn. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I was doing a lot of cocaine that year. <laughs> Shit. I said, yo, baseball. So Jeter got in, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and this speaks to the larger. Like what, man? This speaks to the larger shroud of, like, secrecy around the business of baseball. And how they conduct themselves and how they, and all of this shit is like so secret and clandestine and all of this. And it's like, you want to know what's Illuminati. Baseball is the real fucking Illuminati because we don't know nothing about nothing. And every single time it's like something gets called to the task on these motherfuckers where it's like, they complaining about this or that, or we need money and this and this. The government is like, all right, cool. Open up your books. They're like, nah, it's all good. We figured it out. Like they refuse to open their books because they don't want to be on, they don't want to be on court record of making fucking $87 billion a year or whatever the fuck ridiculous amount of money it is. This is is before that happened. It said Derek Jeter, who uh, is considered arguably one of the greatest baseball players ever and for sure the greatest shortstop ever, uh, went into the Hall of Fame with a 99.7% vote, the highest percentage ever of any position player, um, not named Mariano Rivera because, you know, he was the first 100% unanimous or whatever. They said out of the 396 votes, 315 of them went public with their vote. And it's like, why are you hiding the fact that you voted for (laughs) Derek Jeter to go into the hall? Like, that don't even make logical sense. I got to keep it on the down. I'll be in Boston, (laughs) yeah. What the fuck? Fuck with Big Poppy. Yeah, fuck with Big Poppy, but I I had to put the boy in it's just so dumb. But Jeter, when he gave his speech, said, thank you to all the baseball writers, all but one of you. And it was like, you know, we didn't know who it was at the time. Yeah. And then they found out now that, we that, know. that he just didn't he vote. He said, oh, damn, he went in, huh? That's crazy. So who won the Grammy for all of this? <laughs> <laughs> I the whole tournament. Nipsey Hussle won a Grammy for Rex in the Middle. Yeah. Ain't that nothing. Posthumous Grammy. COVID. So we had to mail this shit. That's what, not my bad, dog. I ran out of stamps. <laughs> That shit is crazy. Oh, straight up, dog. Insane. But let's get back to some shit. We always drop some random knowledge for you. Ain't that sad when you really think about it? Like, it's cause, heartbreaking. Because Derek Jeter is supposed to be a unanimous Derek Jeter is man. like America's sweetheart. No, like, straight up. Straight up. 
He owns the Marlins. <laughs> like, yeah, I heard the fuck. But let's get to the halftime show because it was a whole lot to unpack in there. For the halftime show, the commercials. Oh, they fucking stunk. I got, I got three. The commercials stunk. I do want to congratulate. Ice Spice has become like America's fucking darling. With the worst songs ever. With she, the worst songs of all time. Of all she is time. America's darling. She already, prior to Super Bowl, she had the Dunkin' commercial with fucking Ben Affleck. That was, a, that was amazing you see commercial. see all the memes of Jason Kelsey meeting her? Dog. And all the little... He said, am I the fart? Yo, he, he said... <laughs> <laughs> am I the fart? One joke was like, um... Uh... Ah, uh, that's just how I like my coffee. A little ice and a little spice. <laughs> so that was great. But yeah, Ice Spice has become America's darling. Um, she was in the booth with, you know, with Taylor Swift or whatever. They're besties now, or whatever. They had a number one record together and shit. And um, so she had a commercial for I forget what it was, but it mm-hmm. sucked. It was it was pretty bad. Let's do the commercials. Commercials this year cost $7 million. $7.2 For 30 seconds. Let's just get that out there. The big winner of the night as far as commercials? Timu. Timu. Timu, Timu. Timu, I got a post that's going viral about these (laughs) shows. I said it. Because this was in the first. When I did that, that was in the first half. Timu had two commercials in the first half. It came back around. Came back, had a halftime (laughs) zone, then another two. I'm like, dog, they $35 million in on commercials. So what that means is all that fake shit y'all buying is bringing in real Yeah, they said, how much much is it for, uh, you know, how much is it for the one? Uh, 7.2. I get five or 35, get a million off. All right, bet, run it. So we went and looked it up last night. The parent company that owns Timu, the CEO is worth $135 billion. Oh, so, yeah. It's just, you know. it's some small change. $35? That's it? I can write it off? <laughs> can't write it. Whatever. Just, just, <laughs> just tell run me, it. Tell yeah. them we selling blenders. Tell them throwing a couple ads later yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Timu's the big one. They had more commercials last night than anybody. My three favorite commercials, the Pickleball Babies. I didn't see that. Oh, did you see that? It was it was a black and a white baby. You know how they do like the CGI shit? It's mm-hmm. like they're adults, but they babies. And they were playing pickleball and telling the motherfuckers who they playing against, how to invest their bread, but they okay. were like babies and shit. That was cool. The Dung Kings, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Tom Brady. That joke was fun. With J-Lo, that was funny. Yeah, I saw shit. that one. That was good. That was funny as shit. And the best commercial of last night, by far and away, the neighbors with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's a neighbor. Your neighbors. Neighbors. <laughs> neighbor. 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 He said she's having a baby. She went into labor. Neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Had to bring Danny DeVito in. Hey, you know they did the twins. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. I thought that. Let me look it up and see what they got. State Farm got that bread, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Neighbor. Neighbor. I was dying <laughs> off of that shit. Uh, let me see. Let me see. All right. Best 2024 Super Bowl commercials, all 59. God damn. For a second. If a commercial mm. is $7 million, right? Times 59. I'm guessing 148, 147? 413. 413. I did the whole shit. And don't forget the change because we're going to add the the two the other two hundred thousands times four hundred and thirteen million four hundred twenty four point eight million on commercials on commercials half a billion yeah <sighs> damn Super Bowl yep and that don't include sponsorship that's just no, commercials no because because. 
Yeah. And then uh, that was Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Apple Music halftime show. And then did y'all see the post game? The that they're little like, fucking like, that little booth they had, that little Gatorade booth they had. I'm like, yo, what is this? They told Apple it's 15 million. Tim Cook like Drake, could you run the 15? <laughs> yeah, this you in LA. Just take Send them an Apple Pay, man. <laughs> <laughs> Send it 15 million <laughs> Apple, Apple Pay from Apple. It's funny as shit. Yeah, dog. Yeah, man. But yeah, then they had the um the the post game uh the conference with uh with the Gatorade joint. It was like it was so weird. It was like they was in like a pod, mm-hmm. and it was like a Gatorade pod. Yeah, it was Gatorade so, probably paid it, eight million. Yeah, it was so small, and I'm like, yo, the joint is supposed to be way like more robust than this. They had like a one man setup. It was weird. Uh, USA Today best twenty four two thousand twenty four Super Bowl commercials, all fifty nine ranked. We called it. What's number one? Yeah, neighbor. Like a, like a good neighbor. <laughs> 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 well, I was dying. You know what that reminded me of the joint where it was like uh, the, the 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 video where the white where the white dude was like he's like yeah I say it from time to time. Oh yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. I say it with an eight eight nigga, nigga. He said yeah nigga this nigga that nigga that. Can can you lend a nigga a pencil? Can you lend a nigga a pencil? Number one was like a good neighbor. Two was the Dunk Kings. So okay. I was on the money. Three was Perfect Ten from the Kia, the EV9. Four was worth remembering the Uber Eats joint with Jennifer Aniston. That was actually pretty good. Born to Play NFL. Hard Knocks, the Dove joint. When I saw that, I was like, damn, Dove locked up all the soap and now can afford two bowls. <laughs> yes. See what happens? You keep yeah. using stealing your soap. That's good money. Uh, Give oh, niggas rules. Seven was Talking Like Walking. That was pretty good. The BMW joint, Christopher Walken. Where he was walking around and everybody was talking to him like him. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, you, you didn't see that? <laughs> Damn, you ain't see it? Talking like walking. Christopher, talking like walking. Christopher BMW. walking. Be- Yo, so. <laughs> with the electric five. So Christopher walking is like, he go to have lunch, he go to have dinner, he do all this shit. And everybody's talking to him. You know how Christopher Walken talks. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, that's King of New York, Leonardo's yes. dad from Catch Me You Can. You know, he has that. A man once told, like, he has that real estate. And yeah. everywhere he goes, the waiter's like, Christopher, come have your seat. Like everybody's <laughs> talking to him, like him. That was that was so when he when he sat down at the at the table, he's like, "Are you ready to eat?" Yeah, I'm ready to eat. And then Usher sit over. Usher's like, "Yeah." Did somebody say yeah? And he's like, "No." <laughs> and he's like, "Don't you got somewhere to be?" Usher's like, "Yeah." And he jumped up. I like he was going. That shit was hilarious. I forgot about talking like walking, but that was number seven. Old school delivery, Budweiser, you know they always going to get there. Can't be broken by Verizon was number nine. And the Doritos, Dina, Mo, Dina and Mita was number 10. Uh, the Pickleball Babies, this, you didn't see this shit? No. Dog, the Pickleball baby shit was E-Trade. That was hilarious. Shout out, it's, it's, it's not on here because I just thought about it. Where is it at? Oh, the T-Mobile home internet feeling was dope. Uh, Donald Faison and them singing with yeah. uh, Jason Momoa and shit. That was dope. Um, the mullets, the Kawasaki drone with Stone Cold with the mullet was pretty good. Uh, oh, they got on his number 25, the Eminem Almost Champions drone. I thought that was real good. I didn't see that one. They had Terrell Owens, uh, uh, Dan Marino, all the football players. Okay, like, almost champions. Almost won a champion. They're in the Eminem lab and they're like basically training on them to like win championships, even though they, they're clearly not winning championships. That, that was pretty good. But yeah, the three for me was the pickleball baby. The Dun King shit with Matt Damon and them, and that fucking like a good neighbor. And I ain't gonna hold you to talking like walking deserves some credit too. Yeah, good commercial break. 
let's get to the to the to the shit, man. Ursha, man. Uh, we we you know. Can we give we, a we, shout out? Can you yellow button me one time? Yeah. We, we, we got a yellow button. The czar of halftime. Jay Z. Yes. Mentioned for what they've done. He's the entertainment czar. They've turned this shit into such a spectacle. I watched this thing the other day where they talked about how they used to do Super Bowl halftime, where the NFL would basically pick four acts Mm -hmm. that they wanted to have, and then they would almost do like an in-house voting on, but they would tell the four acts. So are we going to tell Hammer? We're going to tell Ace of Base? We're going to tell uh, the Diggable Planets and we're going to tell my fucking Spice Girls yeah. that we thinking about having them at the Super Bowl John. And then we would go back and tell Spice Girls, yeah, we're going to have you at the Super Bowl John. And then Hammer, the Diggable Planets, and Ace of Base is like, well, what the fuck? And they said them doing that would have people like, I ain't doing the fucking ass. Right, right, they, right. they like, I ain't fucking with it. Yeah. And what Jay-Z and him has done is like, they basically do an internal audit of what Yeah, they do a, uh, like a brain trust. And then they go to that person and basically like, Present it the way that they present Hall of Fame, like coming to you directly. Yo, you know, we really want you to be a part of this. We, we, this is what we can do. And how, yeah. how are we going to do production? And if they turn it down, then they go somewhere else. And Jay-Z and the Rock Nation team has done a very good job of bringing in, like, they was like when it was in Miami, doing J-Lo, Shakira, and Bad Bunny. They did a great job of blending Beyonce, Bruno Mars with Coldplay. Mm-hmm. They did the L.A. tribute with Dr. Dre, Snoop, and it just... They get it because they're music. Yeah. And they like the NFL's relationship with music and urban artists is just terrible already. Right. <laughs> but Jay-Z being Jay-Z and just like, yo, if I'm, it's Hove. So what the fuck? Right. You really going to tell Hove no? They said to the point where Rihanna turned down the Super Bowl years ago and turned back around and did the shit because it's like, I'm umbrella, the old head. I got to right. do the shit. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Jay-Z for getting the Super Bowl halftime show where it's become. Where do you want to start with the Super Bowl halftime show? Um, again, we kind of uh, we kind of we kind of broached the t- the topic mm-hmm. earlier of like the opening song and the song selection. When we talked about it on Patreon this weekend, we were basically saying like there was going to at least be a section of EDM that crept mm-hmm. through there, and he ended up doing three records. He did Oh My God, he did Yeah, and then Lil John did Turn Down for mm-hmm. What as part of uh, you know that transition. I did not see them fully performing yet. I didn't have that on my bingo I knew card. That was I didn't think Ludacris ass oh, was you, getting I invited you out there. Luda's doing yeah. push-ups now. Getting ready for <laughs> um, Luda, Luda came out dressed like he worked at Global Don Gym from fucking uh, Dodgeball. It was that was the most <laughs> ridiculous outfit I ever. Apparently, seen. Uh, they, they were, those were custom off-white outfits mm-hmm. that they had on uh, for the Super Bowl performance or whatever. And then um, I was, I said, I was hoping that JD. Got a, a nod to come out. JD looked like a miniature CeeLo Green mm-hmm. the other yesterday, and I was just so confused on his selection JD. of outfit and how he landed on the Oompa Loompa formal uh, suit with the culottes as pants. Yeah, seeing when you're four foot eight, you can't wear knickerbockers. You can't. Do you it. just cannot put on knickerbockers. So I look at it like this. I'm like. For his guest appearances, I think he did as good as you could do yeah. in that spot. You got Little John, who white people love, Ludacris, who they super love. You got Alicia Keys, who they tend to love. Right. And that's <laughs> as good as it could be. I told you, yeah, my homies, I said it the other day on, on my homie was like, yeah, I can't believe my, my man said that. I can't believe he didn't bring out Jeezy. And I'm like, what Jeezy? Yeah, Jay Jenkins? BMF Jeezy. 
You do you honestly think that Duncan blocked Jesus? A man who won Trapper of the Year <laughs> four times in a row. When he won it, he won a lifetime <laughs> supply of baking soda and clientele, a Rolex watch, two pots, and, and three, three scales. scales. <laughs> you think he's performing at the Super Bowl? You are crazy. I told you what my homie said the other day. Like, he could bring out Diddy. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, man? People wanted, and that's, that's the problem with, like, the disconnect of the two worlds. Yeah. That was as, as, as black as you could. You, you can't, how, how could it be more blacker? It, it was, was roller skating. Man, it was roller skating. There was a stripper pole out there. He got shirtless. He brought her out to play yeah. the guitar. Like, it can't get more Ursha than yeah. that. I'm sorry. But y'all wanted him to bring out the Yin Yang twins and Crime Mob. And it's like, that's not happening. He need to perform some songs from the, from the A uh, EP Yo. that he did with Zaytoven. <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, none of those songs are, are coming out. You know what I'm saying? Could you imagine Nuck of You Buck? <laughs> I would pay good money to see that. That would be nuts. You were saying they, uh, Trillville had rock your hips. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Yo, straight up. Um, they must have thought he was going to bring out uh, the, 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 young, uh, the young boys that do swag surfing. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, um, F, F, FLY. F-L-Y. Yeah, 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 nah. But um, I want to get into the songs. Um, I thought the performance, if I have to give it a, a number, I'm going to go 9.8 out of 10. I thought the performance aspect was excellent. Yeah. Usher is a performer. Yeah. He's been bred. He's been doing this for 30 I years. I like that he used so much of the field. He used, uh, I, he was all over the place. Yeah. All over the place. They brought Alicia in with that piano, with that big ass dress. That yeah. was excellent. Because you, you don't really see that. No. It's more like center stage. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at. I'm on my mark. I'm here. I'm like I'm in a couple of spots. And Usher too. He started in the end zone. Ended up motherfucker on fifty yard line. I think he ended up on the other twenty yard line. That yeah. nigga was all over the place. He went from that big padded blazer to that fucking. I said under. He looks like Amelia from Amen. He looked like <laughs> an old church lady with them fucking sequins and shit on. He had the glove. I guess that was like an ode to Michael Jackson. Yeah. He was all over the place. He did his whole confession shit. It just the performance. Was excellent. Yeah. I thought that you, you can't get no better than that as far as a performance. I'm I'm going there though, and y'all gonna be mad a little bit. And you know I'm an advocate. Remember years ago we did the Usher versus Chris Brown thing in verses, yeah. and I love Usher records because you know we grew up on them. You I convinced love, you know, me. You made a you made a strong argument. You know, my, Rob was like, "Yo, you don't have to call. You don't fuck with. You don't have to call." I'm like, I did, but now at this point, you do have to call. Because <laughs> my life has changed. It's just like. Some of these records just haven't aged that well to me, to my ears. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I still enjoy Nice and Slow. I still enjoy uh, You Make Me Wanna. Yeah. But there's some records, uh, uh, You Remind Me, oh, my God. Like, I love 8701. Yeah. But, like, a lot of stuff after that, it's just, like, I think it became so big and it went so far that it became a little bit like cringeworthy. Yeah, there's afterwards. there's a way of songs once they break certain barriers, and it's usually like the five million copies sold. Uh, I was amount. gonna just say like Middle America. Yeah, like once, once once they it, get a hold of it. Yeah, once something becomes pop, meaning like it hits that Z100 wired 96.5 radio format, something I can't even hear the shit. I got five songs, and I told y'all four. I got five songs that I wrote down because Rob was like, "I don't get what you're saying." I'm like, 
Think about these five songs that I'm about to tell you and then think about what I'm saying. <laughs> I got Yeah from Usher, In the Club from 50 Cent, yeah. Get Low from Lil John and the Yin Yang Twins. Uh, I got Country Grammar by Nelly and Annie Up by M.O.P. All five of those are in that same vein where it's like good lyrics, great beats, we love them, but now they're like dance anthems <laughs> that they're on now. That's like, they completely... But, and, like white Annie, people do Pilates to them songs. Any up is a robbery anthem. Yeah. White people will straight do spin classes. <laughs> <laughs> like any up is gone. Yeah, that is not our record. No, no that John is big gone, dog. In the club, you know, Disco Inferno is very close to that oh, too. Man, that's one of them. The, ones. the the lyrics on Disco Inferno is so bad. <laughs> it, it is so bad. Like, it's like nothing. It's like, yo, it's like, where is this? Song? It's, they just talk about it's just yeah, air. It's, it's just, just words that run. Yeah. yeah. Run on me. Oh, no. You oh, know yeah. I'm loco. Hands up in this bitch. Like, it's okay, just, let's go. <laughs> like, this is nothing. You know what's a song that's like that now that it just came out and it's already there? That damn Jack Harlow song, Loving On Me. That song is the worst lyric Lyrically driven. It's, it's the yeah. the it's catchy as hell and it but has I, I, I ain't gonna hold you. I, I, Lee was playing it when she was like uh, cleaning one day. I heard it. it kept she kept playing, and I caught myself stepping out of the shower. I don't like no witches and James. Like that. But that's a straight inter. That's a straight rip of the original right, song. That's right. not even like a sing over or interpolation. That's a straight rip. And then he came with the corniest lyrics of all time. Yeah. That nigga said. Young M I S S I O N A R Y. He called himself Young Missionary. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Missionary. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I be kissing them hoes when I'm having sex with them. Like, Young Missionary. Awful song. Horrible yeah, song. But yeah, it's just in one of those bags where it's just like. Yeah, is number one. I'm talking about the second it come on. Now, you the right <laughs> to fight that shit. Like, nah, yeah, it's dope. And it come on out, dun 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 dun. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> them synths, <laughs> them synths getting your spirit. <laughs> and Luda, and you know, I think Luda's a great rapper, but seeing how bad he had to dumb it down to be on that. Give song, me the rhythm of the rhythm of the glows. Bend over to the front, touch the toe. Yeah, it's just it's such a bad song. Yeah, it's it's just not good. It, and, and it was great for its time. Yeah, I look at yeah like 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 the Berlin Wall. It's tear it down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta just retire it. <laughs> just rip it's, it down, and we done with it. Like I said it yesterday. Yeah, and my boo. I personally don't need to hear them again in my life. Yeah, I hate to be that guy. I do. And my 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 one girl hit me was like, "You really don't fuck with my boo?" I'm like, I loved it when it first came out. Yeah, it went. It's you know, it's another song that's kind of in that boat. Empire State of Mind. Oh God! Where it's like when it come on now, it's almost like a no, like it, all right, it's man. cringeworthy. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm like, yo, this is a show tune, <laughs> and there's people that think that's Jay Z's best song. Yo, like, ain't that crazy? They really believe this. Like, no, that it's either that or Hard Knock Life, and it's like, no, neither one. Yo. this is far from it because those are the that's the radio audience. That's getting that broad mm. marketing from Def Jam. Yeah. That's pushing this fucking record. It's over. No, it, it just it, there are certain records like that. My boo. It's just like you you like that. And there's always that one person that will. Oh, you like that. Mm-hmm. 
But then once the beat starts, it's just like, yeah, switch. <laughs> <laughs> right, switch. Um, Alicia Keys, shout out to her. She was as thick as could possibly be yesterday. Uh, um, yeah, Ryan had a great tweet yesterday. She said, Alicia Keys is half black and all half of it is her lower half. Yeah, Alicia <laughs> Keys is breaking knife. <laughs> you ever seen Deion Cole stand yeah. up? We talked about the breaking. You ever seen that shit? Yeah. He was like, um, he was like, uh, thick girls. Man, give me them thick girls. It's like trying to trying to scoop out cold peanut butter with a with a. He's like trying to scoop out cold peanut butter. Then you got them really thick girls where it's like trying to scoop out frozen peanut butter. <laughs> He's like, but then them real thick girls, you will break your fucking spoon. <laughs> There's a, a Reddit page called Break Your Dick Thick. <laughs> Alicia almost did. She right there. Yo, man, real shit. Alicia was thick as hell. Um, I'm not a Alicia. Just you know, she did. We talk Patreon.com slash yeah, official TRPE. Um, she's such a New York nigga. Yeah, she, <laughs> such a just a, a, a nigga from one of them. Like boroughs. if you t- if you take her out of the sexy shit and put her in Terror Squad, it just you, <laughs> it fits. It's, it's, fits a, it's a it's like a seamless mother. transition. Yes. Give her a switchblade. Yeah, like, it, all, knife it. it all adds <laughs> up. It makes sense. Um, did you see so many people? And, and shout out to Usher for being a performer he is. You know Usher has become in the last year with his whole residency, mm-hmm. Mr. Steal Your Girl, because he's in the crowd just grinding on bitches to death. And, you know, for what it's worth, performing at the Super Bowl, it's like, you know, I can't really go in the crowd and sexually molest nobody. Right. The Super Bowl. Can't really put his dick on nobody's yeah, head. Yeah, and I can't get that close <laughs> to these people. For him to grip up on Alicia Keys, and that it was just like... Ah, see what you did there. Yeah. And even Swiss had to make a post about, see, y'all worried about the wrong thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We out here getting this money because the kings and queens. <laughs> the, the funniest, the funniest post. I saw it on Facebook. You know how people be having text messages? Yeah, that, yeah. It, it said like a text to Usher, and it was like, it was Swiss texting Usher, and it said, this what we doing, bro? Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. So 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 so. When I when Yo, this I'll, tell, doing, I, I, zoom, I, zoom, I'll, zoom. I'll tell y'all my reaction when I saw <laughs> it. When I saw him do that shit and, and pull that woman, that married woman, tight like that, especially considering he just got married this goddamn weekend. He got married like Saturday afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> back when he's asses on Sunday. Yeah. But when I saw that shit happen, I said, "Yo, this is the reason why." Briss Breezy the Big Blood put hands on no. you because you don't know no other way. You just Mr. Touchy Philly, like you you getting in the middle of my thing here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you messing my thing up. You killing the, the vibe. You know thing. what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You doing up. too much. The uh, the, like I said, the performance was great. The songs, I you know, I love some of them. I can't stand. I was some surprised of them. he performed Superstar. I wasn't. Superstar was a hit. It's a major hit, but I was surprised. But the tempo, the, the BPM, I didn't like, think he was going to slow it down. Like, Caught Up, I still love. Yeah, Caught Up I is fine. I love Caught Up. That's, that's a groove right there. Um, What was the one he had with Beyonce around that time? Uh, Beyonce was on the... Wasn't she on uh, Lovers and Friends? No. Uh, no. Uh, 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 what was that? It was a remix. It's a Love in His Club remix. He was on with Beyonce. Is that... Maybe I'm thinking about somebody else. He had another record at that time. Yeah, Superstar. So who was the feature on Superstar? Was it Jada? Was Jada on the remix? He was on Throwback. Throwback. That's the record yeah, I'm yeah, thinking throwback. about. Right, right. Throwback. Like, 
Usher got records. Let me get it fucked. Did you hear Jada tell the story about how he was supposed to be on the original version of Throwback? Yeah, I seen And that didn't shit. send his verse in? Yeah. You talk about missing a bag. Yeah, missing a huge bag and shit. The, um, let me ask you this. Who's an artist you want to see perform Super Bowls? Future. Mm. Future has enough hits um, that are classy, that are iconic, that are anthems. Future will bring the motherfucking house down. Future and Chris Brown are the two that Chris I want to see. Chris Brown is my... Yeah, Future and, and Chris and Brown And here's the, the reality. Chris Brown for me, Future for you, and the sad reality is Blue Button... Neither one of them. It, it, it will never one. happen. And for two completely different reasons, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you yeah, why. Yeah. If Chris Brown gets announced as the Super Bowl halftime performer, the women's activists, the right, it, it like they would be campaigning so hard to the point where you wouldn't even be able to drive into the parking lot. Yes. Now, for a totally different reason, if Future says <laughs> I'm performing for the Super Bowl. It's going to be so many hoes in that building <laughs> that it might collapse on itself. And fire marshals are like, ah, ah, ah. For the first time in history, <laughs> for the first time in history, we have a 70,000 all-women participation <laughs> at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Nobody, would, it wouldn't be no sponsored tickets available. Dog, none of that shit. dog, dog. The Super Bowl bring out all the best prosties already. Yes. Future, get up there. You talk about, he might bring out like Drake and Dirk. Holy oh, shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Drake, oh, Dirk, Naro Wick. Baby ass. <laughs> Man, listen. <laughs> that fucking building a collapse on itself. Real shit. They ain't ready for no Pluto halftime show, nah, dog. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Shit sponsored by motherfucking Percocet and, Yo, and Lean. Dog. Percocet and activist. NBA young boy hologram. <laughs> that, that should be a mess. <laughs> Live from, from Murder Mountain. <laughs> yeah, future announced as a halftime performer, that would literally make the building. It would upend on itself. So I think, honestly. Bitches would ride scooters to, to wherever the city is, like Harry and Lloyd on Dumb and Dumber. Motherfucking, uh, uh. I got to get there. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dog, I dog. just got to get there. Once I get out there, I know the players is in the building. I'll figure it I'll out. I'll make a way. Get the fuck out there, man. <laughs> the, um, I, I personally think that I, I got two that I think we're definitely going to get sooner than later. Okay. All right. Of course, Kanye, but, you know. He's, he's done. Big toast. You know what I'm saying? Big <laughs> toast. Um, I think the Jay-Z. Super Bowl halftime is it, it's, it, it's time. It almost has to. It's, it's time. And you know, it's become a thing that Jay like hits people to tell them. And I'm like, that's going to be a funny conversation. Right. <laughs> Yo, boy. You up? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Jay-Z uh, Super Bowl halftime show is is coming. And I honestly think that because have you seen the, the projection for Super Bowl being in New Orleans? Yeah, they just I think they announced it today. They're saying it's happening. Young Money. Mm. Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj. Listen, I think that I think those two are are omnipresent at this point. Mm. The Drake, the Young Money, John, because Louisiana Fest already blows New Orleans out the water I mean, every August. I'm not trying to be funny. Think about you. You got the the ability to bring up 
Travis Scott. You got the ability to go into some pop shit and bring up Biebs and like it's just too much shit can happen. Yeah. So I personally think the Jay Z performance is coming and the Young Money reunion performances. Is- That'd be crazy. Yeah. Especially once I saw New Orleans as like Super Bowl finals, I'm like, I'm telling, you, I'm calling it here. Yeah. I think Let's start happening. that campaign I now. Think, I think that's happening. I think the Young Money Super Bowl performance, and that would be dope as shit to see. And you know, eventually, I, I know, I, I know, I, I, I feel you, white folks. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you know they want a Taylor Swift Super Bowl, clamoring they're, for they're it. They're dying for it. Um, shout out to the NFL. Yesterday, they didn't get on my whole motherfucking nerves with the Taylor exposure throughout the game. It did get a little redundant where it was like down the stretch because Patrick Mahomes was making the best plays on earth. Yeah. And they weren't showing his wife <laughs> or his family. They would just show you Taylor Swift. Like, fuck his family. Fuck that. <laughs> Greatest quarterback alive. Man, uh, get, get some more shots of Taylor, goddamn. Swift was loving it. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Let's see that. Um, what do you rank the halftime performance? Um, I think it was like a, I give it like a 9-3, like a 9.3. Um, I was pleased that he balanced out um, the song selection. I was happy to see, even though I hate yeah, and turned down for what at this point, but I like Lil John just as a I figure. Love Lil John. I, I, love, I like I like turned down for what because it's a gym song. Yeah, I like it way more than yeah. Um, so I, I just I love Lil John. So I was glad to see Lil John. I was glad to see JD, even though he had that ridiculous outfit on. And anytime I could see her, is it's a, it's a celebration. Somebody so. somebody said JD had on Kenzanetta socks. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, oh, he he uh, replied today. He said, "Yeah, y'all was y'all while y'all was clowning me. You know what I'm saying? I was too busy rocking a Super Bowl." And then he tagged Pharrell. Said, "Pharrell, what they talking about? Apparently, the socks was Louis Vuitton." I'm like, "They're still ridiculous. Yeah. They're still elf socks. Like yeah, you too old for that. Like you're, you're 50. Yeah, that that whole no, but it's design. No, but it's but it's yeah, LV though. Yeah, nah. It's like yeah, well you you still a LV dickhead. Yeah, you had on you had on christening socks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jones was weird. Yeah, that was a weird little outfit. Yeah, I, I give it like a nine, a nine three nine four. Um, you know I'm happy for Usher. We talked about it on Patreon this weekend. I'm happy for Usher just period getting all of his flowers and his it's recognition. Usher, he's you know he's been part of three decades of like sustained excellence, mm-hmm. and um you know he's phenomenal. So. He deserves everything that's coming his way. The big winner for Super Bowl Sunday, not Usher. Bigger than Timu? Bigger than bigger than Timu. Bigger than uh bigger than Timu. Bigger than Patrick Mahomes. Bigger than Usher. Bigger than the sports books. Bigger than the sports books. Kanye West, man. Hey, man. Yeezy was supposed to cut a commercial mm-hmm. for Yeezy brand. Y'all know he's independent now. Mm-hmm. So his he basically did a podcast uh, with the founder of Aloe Brand where he basically was like, yo, the future is I want everything to be $20. I want to be in a position to produce all different product, clothes, water bottles, uh-huh. uh, shoes, whatever, whatever, everything $20. And he tested it out. He did a test pilot at the Super Bowl. So he ran an ad, which was just him talking into his phone with some yep. grainy footage and said, hey, you know, we were supposed to shoot a commercial, but, you know, we spent all of the money. You know what I'm saying? So this this is it. This is what we got. So I need y'all to go to Yeezy.com, Yeezy.com right now and pick y'all up some stuff. Everything is 20 bucks. And sure enough, they did 19 million and 19.3 million and he, and in sales day by the end of day. And uh, he's not lying. He's, I went to the website. <laughs> everything was $20. I do have one gripe to pick. When I got there and it was like size and it was like one, two, three, I'm like, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm a three. <laughs> you got any them fours? <laughs> what the fuck? Can I get a 5.5? Uh, 
like, I don't know what the fuck is on. Like, so, I was like, so right. yes, so it says the 212 end of day report, Yeezy Pod, 266,000 units, one box T, 79,000 units, Vulture Pants Black, 57,000 units, Vulture Long T-shirt Black, 53,000 units, conversions, 6.56%, orders 294,357, total sales 19.3 million, and oh, by the way, Vulture's finished the day at number one in a hundred countries bro as an independent album yeah yeah literally he sold over fifty-five thousand units of every item yes on that website <laughs> crazy, crazy. Timu, like bro hold on <laughs> hold on let's <laughs> like, dog run another commercial like yeah. seriously he dog he sold, it was all shirts, pants. He had, like, he had the vinyl uh, album on there and shit, which was genius. So 50, yep. That was genius. Genius. He sold 55,000 plus units of every fucking thing on that website just from the commercial. Yeah. Talk about a flip. Seven mil for the commercial was just me talking, so that's only $30. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get Dan to do this. Get we, we straight. That's only, so we, so we spent seven million thirty. Yeah, right? seven, right. seven million thirty. And you bring back 19 and some change. The first day. Good ass day, dog. So, Good yeah. Good ass day. You're right, damn, yeah. At the, on an independent one man level, yeah. One man. One man by myself yeah. in the Uber. Yeah. In the Uber. In the Hyundai Elantra backseat, yeah, yeah. shooting a motherfucking commercial. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Yeezy back, I told Yo. y'all. I, call, I called it seven months ago. He dropped like, the album. I got into the album the other day, and I, the first thing I said was like, Yo, as much as we are fans of Drake, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, you know, all these different people, Kanye West is able to do what Dr. Dre did in such a significantly less amount of time. Yes. Like when you heard Dre do straight out of Compton, the sounds, the way it pinged off, it, it was amazing. Yeah. But it took him four or five years to come back with that new death row funk sound mm-hmm. that ushered in with the chronic doggy style, dog pound, all these different things. He essentially left for two, three years, and he came back with The Firm and those new sounds he did with the Aftermath album. He left for another three, four years, and he came back back with Marshall. Marshall. And that whole run with the shady music goes away for another two to three years, comes back with his album and all of that, goes away for three years and comes back with the 50 Cent G-Unit boom. He goes away for five... no, because G- Game was in that, the initial Game album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he goes away for five years. He comes back, back with, with Kendrick. Kendrick and the new Compton album. Like, Dre's going to do it. He's going to change the sound, but it's going to be a couple years. It, in the- it takes some time. Kanye would do this shit in a month and a half. Yeah, he calls some niggas up, yeah, send a no, couple I, texts I, out. I, 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 got a, I got a plot in the desert. Y'all come out here. <laughs> and just- His ability to not only inspire, but mobilize people yeah. to come to him at his will. He... Going back to the fucking graduation album when everybody uh, famously went to Hawaii. That's when the Hawaii was went, went, right. went and descended upon Hawaii to create, you know, that masterpiece of an album in, in, in graduation. It ended up being graduation and My Beautiful Dark mm-hmm. Twisted Fantasy. Both of those albums came out of those sessions or whatever. And then you see him still doing this now where it's like he's displaced. Where does he live? I don't know. He's divorced. Where's your home? My bag. My bag is oh, right. right, right. I got the little little pe- yeah. little center pouch. I got this. You know what I'm saying? I live in here. Um, 
He, he loses a wife, pick up a new wife. He got holes in between. He's living on the road. He's doing all of this stuff. And then in the last two years, he's whipped up at least two, because nobody's heard Donda 2, because that shit is like on a stem player. But he's whipped up two of the best albums that we've heard in the last decade with no place to live. Yeah. This motherfucker's level of creativity and genius in everything that he does, especially music. Yeah. And it's moments like this where it's like, yo, phenomenal businessman, phenomenal marketer, phenomenal product designer, all of that stuff. But him as a music mind trumps all of that shit. So I'm listening to it and I'm like, yeah, I have to go to the concert. Like, yeah. I have to hear this. Like, like it's, it's, it's to the point where now it's Dr. Dre and Kanye. And if y'all say Kanye number one, I'm not even mad at it. I, no I, 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 Dre still is number one to me. Dre, because how do you argue with a nigga who did five different five different me? decades? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, when you really think about like, Jay Z sound becoming what it became, that was Kanye. Yes, like you, we could argue that all day. Like literally, I had to argue me the other day, and I, I was going to throw that question out to you. I we might have to save it a little bit, might table it. But Kanye ushered in that soul sample shit to the point where everybody in music was affected. Yes. Scarface dropped the fix with a lead single of Guess Who's Bizak and My Block. Both of those are so like that became the industry standard. Produced by Kanye West that, with Kanye on the hook. That, 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 <laughs> that, like that became the industry standard yeah. for everyone. And when you do that, then you bring in the 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 melodramatic shit that you was doing with like graduation leading into 808s and heartbreaks which led into my dark twisted fantasy to where you see all of that shit change you see the aesthetic of music videos you're like Kanye is just like if he wasn't the asshole that he is if he played the game if he played the game the way he did early it, it just he when, did, when he played the, on his second Super Bowl performance, yeah, when he point. played the game, he was selling eight. He sold eight sixty on late registration. He sold nine thirty on fucking graduation. Like if he played the game, it would be he would be so far ahead of everybody else. It would be ridiculous. He was, all, he was crazy as shit <laughs> and did all the shit he did and still got to six billion. <laughs> so like, what the fuck, like. You imagine this nigga like shook hands and really kissed babies and yeah. played together and took his medicine. Oh, can't be worth like thirty five billion dollars. Yeah, I, he literally has a shoe brand that you can rival with Jordan brand. Yeah, that's that's not. Normal. I ain't meaning a stunt, man, but the Yeezy jumped over the jump, man, and he lie wasn't to, lying. Lie to me. How many stores? If you go on Nike.com right now and look at how many Jordans are for sale on Nike.com. Walk into a Foot Locker, walk into a House of Hoops, walk into a Foot yeah. Action. Oh, we got Jordan 3s, we got Jordan 8s. We got Everything Jordan in stock. They're just sitting there. When the fuck you seen a Yeezy on a shelf that ain't in a consignment shop? Yeah. I'm not joking. He really, really did some shit that shook up modern... Dog, when you go into a con <laughs> consignment shop, it's in plastic. You're like, seriously, think about that. When you look at Adidas with their Ivy Park and the, the Pharrell, the NM, all of this, like athleisure shit that has taken over earth. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It all felt. Oh. It all oh. felt. Pusha T was the only one 
who had a, who had some success at Adidas because it was all limited run. So they didn't have to overextend themselves with wide releases. Well, no, I was saying, I, I wasn't talking about it. I was more so saying the fact that that's became what companies was chasing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, celebrity, the celebrity. Like, endorsement. you remember back yeah. in the day, the, the way to sell shit was a basketball player. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we got Jadakiss rapping for AI, whereas nowadays it would be Jadakiss just has a shoe. Yeah, You exactly. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's just what, like, that became the thing, like, you have to have a basketball player to sell a sneaker. And Kanye fucked that shit up so much that it's just like, oh man, Travis Scott, Travis Scott is selling APs. That's a direct yeah. result of Kanye, dog. Travis like, Scott just had a commercial during the, uh, I think it was the AFC Championship the, for the fucking, uh, the new sneaker. He has a whole integration with Jordan Brand and Nike mm -hmm. now. And look at Jordan Brand, where it's like back in the day, man, we're going to get Ray, Reggie Miller. We're going to get Ray, Ray Allen. We're going to get Gary Payton. We're going to get Carmelo. Jason Kidd, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade. Now look at the Jordan brand. We're going to get Drake. We're going to get Travis Scott. That's <laughs> what you got to do. And you know what that's all because of? The coolest nigga that ever exists might be yeah. this nigga. And now you have to go get a fucking entertainer or a cool ass rapper right. to be able to market some shit. Or you're right failing. If and you Kanye do. showed everybody that's what it is. Yeah. Shout out to Kanye. I, I do want to get into the album just a little bit and then we can wrap this thing up. But um, I was blown away by the credits on the album. I was on Genius. I went down a whole rabbit hole and looked at the credits of the album. Um, Apple Music apparently yanked the original version down. Ye came back, immediately put up another version. Then that went number one after the original version went number one. It's a completely independent release. And there's no Fair less enough. there's no less than six songs on here that are better than or are better or as good as the best six songs I've heard the last two years. Carnival, do it with um YG and uh Nipsey Hustle and 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 then Dollar Sign is on that one too. Keys to my life is my shit. Uh Back to Me featuring a verse of the year candidate from Freddie Gibbs. Beg forgiveness with Chris Brown. Dirk's verse is added back to the album version of Vultures, which is amazing. Um, the outro King, uh, King which is the King, outro. King is he barred that John the fuck up. I'm like, yo, he checked every box on this album. King, King, beg, beg, beg forgiveness. Keys to my life. I like. Fuck something for some odd ass reason. I just, fire. I just like fire. <laughs> and um, honestly, my favorite joint on this joint might be, and I, I'm not a Freddie Gibbs fan, but that shit, I was like, I can't play it like six times. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, he smoked this. Freddie Gibbs smoked that joint. Yeah, nah, uh, real quick, some of the collaborators and writers on this album, um, it's it's everybody. It's uh, Wheezy out of here, Saha, really dope from the fucking uh, uh. College dropout days. That was when he, what do you say? Um, uh, with really though, yeah, we that, whatever the fuck. The yeah, song yeah, was, yeah. I can't think of it. Um, Quentin Miller, yes, that Quentin mm -hmm. Miller wrote four songs on here. Um, uh, guy, in the studio with really though, yeah, he next up. Yeah. I couldn't think of the line. Uh, a guy here. named Shadow, a JPEG Mafia, who I told y'all about on the TRP Awards as having one of the albums of the year. Him and Danny Brown, he is writing and producing on the bulk of the album. Um, Digital Nas, Quavo was writing and he's a feature on the album. Denzel Curry from uh, from Miami. No Ideas back. 88 Keys is back. Mike Dean is back. Uh, Krishan from Hitmakers Camp is 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 on a bunch of songs. Leon Thomas the third from Nickelodeon who uh wrote Wait, what Krishan? Uh it's a it's a it's a songwriter producer that works with Hitmaker. So not Krishan. No, 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 not Chris John, Chris John. I was about to say. Yeah, can, 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 <laughs> they done found, found, found Alan Anthony. <laughs> no. Man, they found uh, but Leon Thomas III, formerly of, of Nickelodeon, he had two shows on Nickelodeon. He wrote Snooze for Scissor. He wrote the hook for um, 
in the Bible, Love All and Pipe Down for Drake. Um, and he wrote the bulk of Giveon's album, Give or Take, from 2022. He, he's on the album. Mustard, Legendary Trackster, uh, Fresh, a.k.a. Short Dog, that used to be signed to Young Money, is writing on one of the songs. James Blake, Malik Youssef from College Dropout and Late Registration Days. Uh, AOAA, who, who's Fabio Foreign's uh, producer. Like, just so much yeah, talent. Kanye is just, he's going to bring together the, the wildest assortment of people. And make it work. Kanye's like a buffet. You don't... Yeah. He's like... You with me. Kanye creating a song is like a buffet where the food is actually all at. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Joan, you don't mind going to and shit. You didn't even think about it real quick. You mentioned, are you, are you amped up for that Nickelodeon documentary? Yes. That shit looks good. Yes. That shit looks real crazy. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, man. Kanye album is, um, if y'all haven't listened, if y'all haven't listened to it, you're doing yourself a disservice because it's better than everything else that's out. And Todd Dollar is Todd Dollar. Todd, like, Todd Dollar is snapping on this album. He's he rapping, he's singing. His his writing style is very apparent from song to song. I got I got on the Ty Dollar a little late. I got on the Ty Dollar with the Free TC album, and that yeah. wound up becoming like my, one of my favorite albums ever. And that remember he had the song with his brother singing mm-hmm. over the phone, a yeah. miracle and shit. And uh, the Joni did with Kanye on that album is still to this day one of my favorite. Um, it's called Guard Down. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Puff and that that song. I, I I remember I was going through some shit one time and it came on randomly. I cried. Like, yeah. that song. It's one of them songs. It, it just, like, it made me such a Ty Dolla fan. And it's just him and Kanye together for whatever it is just works. Them niggas are magic. And when you, when you, what was the joint they did on Pablo? Um, uh, Real Friends? Yeah. Dog. Like, the, him and Ty Dolla together are just and it's this like spaghetti and meatballs. And this is one of the moments where, like Drake with a 21 Savage, recognizing where their styles blend together and pulling him up. Ye is doing the same thing for Dollar because Dollar plays 27 instruments. This mm-hmm. nigga writes, produces, does vocal production, arrangement. Anything that you can do, he engineers. Anything technical you can do in music, mm-hmm. he can do it. And for whatever reason, he hasn't really bre- broken that glass ceiling of being like, a singular platinum artist. Whereas like Kanye is a, a, a seven, eight, 10 million nigga. So it's like, nah, let me show you, let me expose the rest of the world to what I know like, from you being this phenomenal, uh, you know, uh, mu- musician, composer, creator, writer, singer, rapper, producer it's like, extraordinaire. It's like Phil Ivy with the Asian lady that he took all the money from the two casinos with. Like she had all the skill to beat him, but she needed a whale. And she had to come in with a Phil Ivy where it's like he can come in and demand such respect that y'all ain't even going to pay attention to the fact that I'm right. doing X, <laughs> Y, and Z. And, this, you know, it works. You know what I mean? It just, it works like that. So, yeah, shout out to them for that. The album is, is really, really good off the first It's a good listen. It's a listens. good house listen. It's a good car listen. Like, it's just yeah. a really, really strong album, man. I'm into it. Uh, I want to, again, patreon.com slash official TRP. Because we, we got to get into that. Yeah. We don't do that on yeah, Patreon. Yeah, yeah. The Monique interview. Uh, it's a lot of nasty conversation it's, happening it's, around this it's, Monique it's from, shit. From both sides. Yeah. People, people are being very dishonest. Yeah. With her, and I, I feel like I said it before, the, the, you starting to see the tide starting to turn with Shannon. And it's just like, this is the problem. And so many people already, Jay Petty just said this while we was recording. Yeah. Shout out Jay Petty about the Patreon episode we just did where we talked yeah. about the, the nuances of modern day urban media. And it's like, that's the reason why going down that tunnel mm-hmm. is a slippery fucking slope. Because yeah. once you open the door for certain levels of foolishness, that's all the fuck you're going to have. And to people are just waiting to turn on you. That's it. That's it. Where in these other markets, in these other arenas, it don't work like that. Mm-hmm. They've been championing Chris Berman 
for the so like <laughs> for sixty two years. Lie to me. What's his name? Who do the shit in college? Um, uh, Corso. They love him. Kirk Herbstreet, another they, one. And of course, the old man. Yeah, they, the old man, yeah. Him. Like, you don't have to leave when you do this other shit. Yeah. And Bradley didn't have to leave. He just died. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he didn't have to leave. Like, but in our spaces, it's like the same shit they did on the Breakfast Club. Is the Drake era over? Why it need to be over? Right. If the Rolling Stone era ain't over. Ain't over. <laughs> think about this. Let's just be real. The biggest new arena on the planet is what? Oh, uh, 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 uh. The Sphere in Vegas. Yeah. Who's headlining the sphere right now? U2. So if the U2 era... U2 performed at the Grammys, then came back and performed for the Super Bowl at, at the sphere. You remember that morning <laughs> when we woke up and all was U2 fans? Yeah. <laughs> Niggas went crazy. I'll get this shit off my phone. Like, seriously. I think I just got that shit off my phone last week. Think about that. If the U2 era ain't over, why is we questioning if the little baby era over? Yeah. That only happens with us. Who, who, think about this. Think about how crazy this is. What's the most certified song now in history? 19 times motherfucking platinum in America. Uh, Don't even look up. It's, it's Lil Nas X, Old Town Old Road. Town Road yeah. Num- 19 weeks at number one. You know why? They weren't even registering the shit as a country, country song. song. Yeah. You know what it took? Billy Ray fucking Cyrus. <laughs> The Billy Ray Cyrus era ain't over. <laughs> Far from over. Far from over. You know why? Because his daughter just won song of the year. Mm-hmm. The Cyrus era ain't over. Not, not old dirty bastard Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, not, not Osiris. Not Osiris. <laughs> How the fuck if the Billy Ray Cyrus era ain't over, do we got a question if the little baby era over every other fucking day? Yeah. That only happens amongst us. So it's a dirty game when you start playing it. For those looks and for that engagement, because yeah. it's only going to go down. Fucking. Here. I want to give Gillian Wallow some props because they were. I'm not sure if it was them in the studio with Timberland or something, but they was basically talking oh, but, about uh, the boy from Detroit. They was talking about, um, but before that, before they even got to the V's part, which V's is my man, but they got to. They was talking about we. They saw a list of rappers. It was like the top ten rappers that fell off, and they like. We be at these concerts and we be seeing motherfuckers down there about to fall off the rafters singing these songs that y'all got little baby number one on the fall off list. But we was at the show and it's 22,000 people in this motherfucker. So it's like, what's y'all definition of fell off? Is it like uh, they not making the music that you want to hear or whatever? But it's like if a motherfucker create a catalog of music that sustains them to be able to go and perform 40 shows in a basketball arenas, you can't tell me that they fell off. I don't buy that shit. Billy Joel is one of the most successful recording artists ever. Billy Joel won Grammy for album of the year. Yep. Billy Joel is on We Are The World. And for whatever reason, in 1989, Billy Joel said, I'm not making music. Chuck the deuce up. He chucked the deuces up. Billy Joel just released a new song. He performed it at the Grammys. It's phenomenal. He says, I'm late, but I'm, it's a, basically, it sounds like a love ballad, but he's talking about music because he, you know, he stepped away. I'm late, but I'm here right now. I'm trying to find the magic that we lost. I was blind, but I can see right now as we lay in the darkness, I'm questioning, did I wait too long to turn the lights back on? Billy Joel got a top 10 record out. How (laughs) the fuck do Billy Joel take 30 years off? 35. And somehow the Billy Joel era ain't the fuck over. Performed at the Grammys last week and got a top 10 record. Yep. And it's a good, I down, it's a phenomenal, because my dad, you know, he, 
the piano man, we listen to a lot of Billy Joe. Yeah. I like Billy Joe. How the fuck ain't the Billy Joe? You've never heard. When the last time you heard Kurt Lorder or any of them sit down? Like, yeah, Billy Joe <laughs> fucking ruined this. Like, it don't happen. It don't happen. Only crew I, era not over. Yeah, I haven't seen a, a, a group of like Spanish content creators sitting around talking about. So is the J Balvin era over? Like, it's just us. We the only ones that do this dumb shit. J-Lo don't even make music. <laughs> when the last time you seen J-Lo with Murder, Inc.? J-Lo performed at the Super Bowl a couple years All ago. All catalog. It only happens with urban anything, where you got a bunch of urbans waiting to be like, ah, look, shit over there. I told y'all, nigga, look at these niggas. It's, the, <laughs> it's, it's only us. And that's kind of what we alluded to on Patreon when it comes to media, where you look at these other media outlets and these other genres of media, whether it be true crime, whether it be history, whether it be sports, and they just have open playing field to basically do what Usher did at the Super Bowl, just dance all over the field. Where with us, it's like, why are you trying to get a first down? You better keep your ass in the match, Marks. It's, like, it's just crazy. It's not cr- fight for the extra yards. It's crazy, man. So, yeah, patreon.com slash official TRP. We're going to really break down this Monique Shannon Sharp interview because people are losing it from all and sides. And Mike Epps told him, he said, he said, he said, uh, he said, I don't really do too much fighting, but I do the other thing. That <laughs> last one. I do the other thing. Last one. <laughs> Shout out to our bro, Kevin Hart and Jr. Kev just texted me too. He's uh, good. Had his uh, situation done today. Kev has a great line. He said on TRPE, the rules for black men. Black male rules of engagement. They are not the same for anybody else yeah. on earth. Here you have a former football player who's doing media and a comedian who's legendary and been in all kinds of movies and showcases. Yep, got a new Netflix special. Bob are at soon. the point where one of them is on record now saying, I'll knock you the fuck out. And the other one is saying, I don't do no fighting. I let the thing go. Yeah, I do the other thing. So I say to you, imagine if Peyton Manning, right? Because he's a former football player who does media, right? And Jerry Seinfeld, a comedian who's done legendary shit. Imagine Peyton Manning and Jerry Seinfeld on record saying, yeah, I better not catch your bitch ass coming out the motherfucking bagel shop <laughs> over there on 43rd. Picking up that motherfucking, uh, that, 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 uh, that, Rye, that smoke locks. And, and then Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> making a video talking about some, oh, you must not know, you must not know how I get down from back. <laughs> like, we're the only ones. I really watched that the other day. Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps talking about, I'll fuck you up and I'll yeah. let the thing flame. Yeah, Mike Epps said, yeah, you know, he said, he said, you gonna be at All-Star? I'm gonna be at All-Star. You know what I'm saying? And that's a home game for Mike Epps. I like Mike Epps' chances. <laughs> like, Shannon might get smoked for <laughs> some dumb shit. <laughs> One of them Gary niggas. <laughs> One of them Gary niggas smoke Uncle Shay shit. <laughs> Mike, just, Mike just rebuilt my grandma's house. <laughs> I'm like, dog, dog. It don't matter what level you make it to. And Shannon Sharp just had the biggest moment of his media life. He might have yeah. had the biggest moment of of. Singular media ness in yeah. the one of the biggest months in YouTube history for a content creator. And at the end of the month, you got a nigga telling you <laughs> smoke you on camera in Indiana. <laughs> That's what it's like to be a black. Man. Don't kill me in Indiana. No. That's a horrible death. Like that. That's the rules of engagement right there. And yeah. Jay, Jay Petty just said it uh, real good, real quick before we get out of here. Two Jones too. Real. I got a text from Rye and from Jay Petty. I agree with you, man. Avoid it by any means. 
Avoid the engagement candy, dog. It's not real. You'll end up with cavities. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's real. That shit is real. Last one real quick, and I'm glad that Ross texted this because um, it, 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 it goes in line with what's going on. And I meant to bring this up a little earlier. Last thing with the Usher shit. This girl said, I bought Usher tickets because, you know, Usher now is going on tour uh, around the country because, you know, he's, he's Usher, Usher, baby. He, he done, you know, toured up, did his residency. She said, I bought Usher tickets. But have y'all noticed concerts and experiences have become the lifestyle of the rich and famous? Yep. Our society has shifted in such a way that normal ways of entertainment in the past have become expenditures of the rich and well off. This is not sustainable. I remember my mother taking my brother and I to a concert simply because we got good grades. Nothing crazy. Now to do something like this requires 45 days of budgeting and economic planning that could possibly affect your whole year calendar as far as entertainment is concerned. You shouldn't have to be making over $150,000 a year just to enjoy a simple human experience. I once saw you two front row as a college student for less than $75. I saw Prince for 50 bucks. That's unheard of now. You're worthy of joy and fun regardless of your economic status. Capitalism has cooked our brains and humanity as Shout out to Kamara Williams. She wrote that. And I agree with her whole fucking heartedly. You've been talking about it for, for no less than a year and a half now. There, there was a, a thing on Reddit where people were discussing how ridiculous the ticket prices got with the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then they, there was a subreddit where they started discussing the fees from getting all these tickets. The one guy said he bought two tickets to the Super Bowl for $6,700 apiece a couple weeks ago. $6,700 apiece. Him and his wife went to the Super Bowl. The final price he paid the Ticketmaster was nineteen two. I said, nigga, what? Yeah, I think the ticket fees were like 30%. He said the ticket fees were 34%. He bought another ticket yeah. in the fees. Yeah. What? And this is why the federal government is investigating Ticketmaster and I'm for like, what, fucking what collusion. And I'm like, what happened to the investment? I, I mean, to the investigation, I'm like, did that shit just stop? And they must have must have kicked back some of that fee money, <laughs> bro, bro. Yeah, that shit is wicked. Sixty seven hundred for a ticket already is like what the fuck? Yeah, that's jaw dropping enough. Thirteen four just for the tickets, but to end up spending nineteen for yeah. the whole purchase is like so you spend another sixty seven hundred. Yeah, just for the right to purchase the tickets. Like what the fuck? I saw a video today. Somebody sent me. I think it was Diesel. Shout out Diesel. Sent me a video on the, on the TRPE page, and it was like, it was a sideline. It was a like a you know a, the street interview, whatever. At the Super Bowl, people asking. Um, that's a motion sensor. Uh, somebody got to get up. Uh, somebody, somebody was uh you know was interviewing people and was asking like yo how much did you pay for your Super Bowl tickets or whatever. And people was like, you know, I paid, you know, 6700 7000 10000 blah, blah. And it was like one story in there. It was two stories in there that was like some good Jones because it was like it was a black couple. Then it was a, a, a black guy. So it was a, a black couple was like, um, yeah, we bought our tickets for 3000 a piece. We sold them for 10000 We never get to get the okay. honeymoon that paid for our honeymoon. I so saw now we, that. I didn't so see yeah, the rest so, of So now we're going on a honeymoon. And then the other John, the guy was like, um, he was like, how much did he's like, how much is my tickets worth or how much did I pay for them? And he was like, both. He was like, well, you know, they're worth, he's like, I got um, like sweet passes or something, something. I got two of them. They worth market value. They don't ticket master right now for 15000 I paid 3000 for them. 
So it was like, all right, so those were like some silver lining Jones. But for the most part, all of them Jones, people was just like, oh, I pay $8,500. Or they good tickets? Hell no, they terrible. Like, stuff yeah. like that. And I'm just like, yo, this is ridiculous. Yeah, no, nah, the, the live show experience, you talked about it before, you know, yep. uh, with doing live shows, it's just like, there are so... Now, I was talking to a girl the other day, she was like, yo, I'm looking at it like, so-and-so is coming, so-and-so is coming, so-and-so got this, so-and-so got this, so-and-so's about to go on tour. So, and yeah. she's just like... It's like nine shows coming up that I want to see. And it's not like nine shows coming up and each ticket is $22. Right. Somebody recently posted a joint where he went to the Up and Smoke tour, Dr. Dre, Eminem, and Snoop Dogg. He was in the seventh row. His ticket was $28. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, that is out. Yeah. You want to sit. People were showing because the, they went on the queue the other day to get the Usher tickets because he's going to be here August 30th. 1150. Eighth row. Diamond Platinum Access, right. 1750 It's just like, why the fuck do you got to... What do you do for your kids? Yeah. What do you do when you got three kids and your kids want to go to the SZA concert or they want to go to the Taylor Swift show or they want to go to the Ursha show? Well, they probably going to the Ursha show. You get crazy in there. Yeah. <laughs> they want to go to the... I don't know where the kids listen to. The, the, the Lola Brooke show. I don't yeah. fucking... It's like these concerts, all these live experiences have reached a point where it's like, like, like she, you got to make 200 K a year just to be able to experience some shit yep, and pay your bills. Cause rent is already high as a motherfucker as bro, it is. And bro. mortgages are higher than rent now bro. for one of the first yeah. times in American history. I don't know what we need to do, but that, that live experience shit, you saw it on steroids this weekend where it's like, yeah. wait, what? And then it's like, all things considered, it's like, yo, we went to arguably one of the best concerts in history. We went to California and went to that goddamn Kanye and Drake Free Larry Hoover show, which was amazing. The mm -hmm. production, the, uh, the the setup, everything, the fact that where they had it, all of that shit was amazing. And we roughly paid, like, call it $900 to $1,000 per ticket to basically sit in the first five rows right. at that show. So if I'm going to see... The two biggest artists, two of the two biggest male artists of our generation perform, and I can get away with paying two thousand dollars for it. I don't even it. think our Jones. I think our Jones was like six something. That's what I'm saying. So it's like mm. you can get away with paying anywhere between call it fourteen hundred to two thousand for that. Ooh, Why the fuck is it costing me thirty eight hundred a ticket to see Usher in a fucking basketball arena? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah it just it's all become very and all of it is pushed to. That whole, oh, well, so-and-so made more and so-and-so sold more and so-and-so grossed yeah. more. It's all fuel. And that's why us being so intrigued with these net worths and these Forbes. Yeah, they got us now. They got us because now it's fueling the machine. Of because them. you feel good about paying all this goddamn money because you're helping your favorite artists go toward the all-time total. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I'm here to tell you, none of you are beating Beyonce, Taylor Swift, or Drake on tour. So good luck to you. I have, I, what, <laughs> uh, what? One of my uh, homegirls, her daughter, she she got her tickets to see Beyonce two nights in a row. Yeah. And when in some place, and I was just like, why do you need to go two nights in a row? She was like, what do you mean? I was like, I mean, I just you go like, I mean, I guess because I'm just not a crazy yeah. stand or whatever. But she was like, don't you go to, won't you go to two basketball games two nights in a row? I'm like. Yeah, but Embiid not gonna do the same shit <laughs> he did the he night did before. The before. <laughs> this I mean, is a this is choreographed. This is a routine. Like once you see the routine, you like. But people people go to the concert. Yeah, I know times. people that went to the concert five six times. Then they watch the movie and know all the steps, and it just be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they got us. Yeah, 
But I know if Embiid come out here and score the same 42 that he did tonight, <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. It's like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, and if I go to a basketball game two nights in a row, I'm not going to go see the Sixers play the Bulls two days in a row. I'm going to see the Sixers play the Bulls and then the Nets or whatever the hell it is. I'm not going to see the same two teams. So that's a conflation of a bad argument. Yeah, straight up. But I got nothing else, man. Yeah, y'all two and, that, two and some change. Two and some change, man. On, Can't on, get on, mad at the TRP. On the, on the humble, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. These yeah. other podcasts not doing that. We get y'all two and a half on the humble. Yeah. And we're going to have some more on Patreon this week. We're still working, man. So I'm, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Patreon.com slash official TRPE, YouTube.com slash at sign TRPE, or just go to the YouTube app, search TRPE, subscribe to the channel, hit the alert bell so y'all can get all the notifications for the dope content that we're putting out. Shout out the whole family at Revolt Podcast Network. Shout out to everybody out there that's supporting us. We appreciate y'all for watching, listening, sharing this episode, wherever you at, wherever you are. The Realist Podcast 7, we out. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.